Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old soundtracks for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris. And this is Caleb. And this week we have a guest with us. Please help us welcome actor, writer, theater carpenter, and dear friend of mine, Andrew Clark. Yeah! Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me, boys. It's funny, like, knowing two of your voices, but only knowing one of your faces. Ah, We do ask you to keep your eyes closed during the episode. You You know know what? what? Yeah, I should have checked first, really. Andrew, do you have a a pick for us this week? I do. It's it's a seminal holiday classic of the 21st century, brought to us in 2003. Love, actually. Oh, Hey, Happy holidays, yeah, everybody. Here on track listing, we call it a, a Christmas story. No, <laughs> war on Christmas bullshit. But uh, yeah, no, this is a, a classic Christmas movie and excited to talk about the soundtrack. And uh, maybe we should just jump right in. Yeah, it's a long one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is a long one. Buckle up, everybody. There's a lot of different versions of this soundtrack. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not even sure exactly what version we ended up with. I think it's something British, but there might be multiple. There was like a... There was a lot of contention, I, I believe, in the discussion of which version to use. Sort of yeah. like a... I still <laughs> like the Japanese version. I think that's uh, the best yeah. version, I think. Were, were you guys joking about there being a Canadian version, or is there actually a Canadian no, version? No, there is actually no, a Canadian yeah, version. I believe I have the Canadian version, okay. and, yeah. and I bought it at a used Japanese bookstore, actually. Well, who knows <laughs> Apolog- where it came from. Apologies to the Canadians. We're dealing with the, the English version, I believe. But maybe yes. we jump into the first track and uh, see how it sounds. This is track one. This is Girls Aloud with Jump for My Love. You told me... Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Coming in hot with a cover for yeah, this is, track one. Uh, so this is a song, uh, the original version by the Pointer Sisters was in the American release of the film and also the American release of the soundtrack. I guess there was a decision to, uh, Girls Aloud was a British girls group and they found that um, they made a decision that people in other parts of the world weren't familiar enough with them, so they didn't want to put it into the film. It apparently wasn't a decision about um, how listenable or unlistenable this version is. Uh, it sounds like a bad DJ's interpretation at like a, a bar mitzvah and they're playing the original song and they're like, what if I add a little stank to this? <laughs> uh, this is playing, uh, well, Hugh Grant's the Prime Minister. Let's, yes. Uh, first okay. things first. Oh, we should, uh, uh, Chris, so you characters. should give us like a little rundown of, of oh. the plot of this movie. Probably I mean, 20 or 30 primary characters to yeah, keep there's, track there's of. There's an insane amount of characters. I have a flow chart that I printed <laughs> out yeah, yeah, that yeah. we can reference yeah, if yeah. need helpful. Yeah. Charlie Day style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hugh Grant, first and foremost, might be the lead. Uh, he is the prime minister who's just, I can't find a date. You know, this yeah. poor guy. And he's, you know, the most bumbling British prime minister ever. At one point, he makes a point of, uh, he talks about how he's not as attractive as Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton playing like a sexy version of George W. Bush. Yeah. yeah. I bought it. Yeah. I was like, oh, you yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that guy. 
Yeah, man. Uh, in 2003? Oh, come on. Um, but uh, no, this, this movie is like an interwoven uh, bunch of vignettes about love and, and f- people falling out of love, and it all sort of uh, culminates on Christmas. And yeah. So it's a holiday. It's mm-hmm. a romantic comedy. It's a, a big payday for a lot of British actors. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think this movie spurred a lot of other movies quite like this. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. there's like, all right, let's give 30 actors a chance to do like... A little bit of a love story, and then it all ends yeah, up well, at a party. There's all those Gary Marshall like holiday films. Yeah, right. they all must have come after this, right? This is yeah, the writer and yeah, director yeah. of Four Weddings and a Funeral yeah, Curtis, and uh, yeah. Notting Hill, Bridget Jones type of stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, which yeah, are like huge British films and international. But uh, and he's good, you know. I this, mean, yeah, I think that this, you know, we'll talk about the movie, but it, it definitely spawned a bunch of terrible like Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, you know, New Year's Day, like Carrie Marshall films. I mean, and this movie is not good either. Yeah. Like, it's a bad movie. I, I, oh, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, man, we'll, we'll fight about it. But like... Uh, <laughs> man, people are turning off the episode already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this song is playing uh, when, I guess, Hugh Grant has made some stand against uh, Billy Bob Thornton, the U.S. president. And he's just like... Don't fuck my secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that has like huge ramifications on the on the globe. The, the, the note I took is um, a hilarious bit supporting making sweeping international decisions based on general horniness. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, the fun. A uh, couple funny things about that scene. So essentially, uh, <laughs> this film. We should get into it. That uh, so it was a lot of stories from different people's point of view. A bunch of different people, you know, falling in love or falling out of love. Um, obviously written by one person because uh, like 75% of it is affluent white men falling in love with people that work for them. Yeah, some interesting power dynamics yeah. happening in this movie. And this is, at, at the top of it is um, a, a young, single, fuckable prime minister who's um, in love with like a catering... Um, catering manager. Catering man- manager. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton's like a, uh, it's like in the fly if they took Clinton and Bush together <laughs> yeah. and they came out the other end <laughs> yeah, and it's Billy yeah. Bob Thornton where it was like, yeah, like a guy from Texas that wanted to fuck everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so he like sexually harasses the catering manager and it drives um, <laughs> the prime minister to give like in a press conference a speech of like, it betrays like two things about kind of the, the British um, psychology that I don't really, that I didn't, don't, didn't really think about before. But first of all, is that he just said like, we're going to stick up for ourselves about things. Yeah. And everybody's like, woo! It's like, right, meaningless not, sort yeah, of. Like, what yeah, is that even? Uh, what are you guys are you talking about? Like tariffs or some shit? <laughs> and then secondly, the thing is like, we're a little country, but we're not going to be bossed around. It's like, didn't you fucking colonize like yeah, half of the yeah, world, yeah. you fucking dickheads? We may be small, but um, we well, have just... many things to be proud of. David, David <laughs> yeah. Beckham's right foot. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> what a quaint little empire. It's like, <laughs> man, it's so funny how half the world speaks English. I don't know how that happened. Mm. I did see that the, uh, the original version of Jump for My Love by the Pointer Sisters... They added the parentheses of uh, For My Love in the title because oh, yeah. uh, I know it came is. out the same year as uh, Van Halen's Jump. Oh, so yeah. needed, a, needed some difference there. Yeah, some poor kids got the wrong jump in their Christmas stocking that year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, there, there's a big over-under bet online about which ver- which uh, one of those songs will be used in the Mario trailer. Oh. You know, like, oh, yeah. is it going to be Van Halen? Is it going to be Pointers? I would go yeah. House of Pain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jump around. Mm. I would jump go to Sir Mix-A-Lot. Jump on it. Uh, any of these, any of these horrible <laughs> fates are or maybe possible. Maybe something for by us. the turtles. 
Jumping Jack Flash. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I will say uh, one of the funniest things about this scene is, um, uh, I guess, yeah, Hugh Grant has just made his cool speech and he's celebrating and like it's kind of the the news of the day and the, a DJ on the radio is like, hey, we all saw our prime minister. Good on you. This one's for you. And it's. Jump! Yeah, he starts playing like, the Pointer Sisters. It's really strange, right? And she's imagine? like, golden oldie for a golden oldie. <laughs> yeah. I don't I like, I, am I missing something here? Is this a British aphorism I'm not familiar with? Uh, for Joe Biden, this is Gary Newman's car. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like, laughs> right? He loves to drive. That's yeah. a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, Christ. It's like a danger zone because the aviators. Anyways. Um, you guys want to hear some track two? Yeah, mm, let's get it. Yeah, yeah. This is Sugar Babes with Two Lost in You. Is this when Andrew Lincoln is agonizing over not being able to have sex with Keira Knightley? <laughs> this is during the Christmas party scene. Oh. Um, but in the U.S. version, that was the Kelly Clarkson song playing oh, okay. there. Uh, but uh, yeah, the U.K. This is version. Another kind of inexplicable British girl group. Um, definitely like in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a lot of kind of... In the U.S., there was a big like boy band girl group explosion. Yeah. And that was definitely happening. Like a lot of the production was happening in Europe for that, you know, Britney Spears and everything. But in England, it was like a weird kind of like a supercharged microcosm where they were ahead of the curve, where they were having like, you know, before American Idol, there was like a... ITV. Top of the Pops. Top of the, like what the, was the... Well, X Factor X Factor. There, there was right? like a oh, bunch yeah. of these groups. There was like a, a very kind of crass... Um, fixation on creating like putting together these groups and these pop groups of like hot young people yeah you know probably i guess it's probably everybody's been overtaken by like korea now in that respect but, yeah, they uh, kind of joke about that in the movie right with uh yeah well, we'll there's, get, we'll there's get like a fake, Nye, there's but, a fake boy yeah. band that they shit on but uh there's a lot of that and this is again this is a british release but there's a lot of groups on here that are like very british and never really made it across the pond and you this is one like of them sugar babes no sugar babes sugar babes come on oh sorry no. yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i mean i think they were all swimming in the in the wake of uh, spice girls yeah yeah uh, cuz yeah, they yeah. were so huge cuz spice sure. girls like broke out and became international this is sugar babes i remember hearing about girls aloud i could never remember if it was a band or if it was like uh the British view, you know, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> a super group. Girls Aloud is like a talk, talk show. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this song to me sucks. Not very Christmassy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, at this point, you know, well, I don't know. This isn't chronological to the movie, but it's like, it's still six weeks till Christmas. So there's mm-hmm. like a stretch of free Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we're counting down to Christmas. Well, in let's the be film. clear. There's like a surprising lack of Christmas music, I would describe, mm. in this film, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. so I think that there's a decent amount of Christmas. I mean, sure, me. but like, no, I mean, like, you know, like you watch Elf and it's like, it's like, it's chock a block Christmas hits. Well, to be fair, mm-hmm. that's a film about an elf. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, tough but fair. Supposed to be nice. It's a movie about love. It's coming in hot. Yeah, actually, it's a movie about Christmas. Um, 
yeah. this is uh, the Christmas party that um, I guess it's Alan Rickman's art gallery. What no, is it's, no, it's no, Andrew no. Lincoln's art, Andrew Lin- art gallery? Okay, I'm sorry. Right, I right. think you're both wrong. What? I'll check the flowchart here. So, so, Alan Rickman. Apologies in advance for like completely. <laughs> We're gonna mess this all up. This stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that Alan Rickman <laughs> runs characters. like a magazine. Yes, the magazine so, Christmas design, party design agency. Something. Yeah. Okay. It's a design agency, and they're having their Christmas party. Um, his like really sleazy uh, personal assistant is the one who's in charge of finding the place. Yo, and I think that it's an art gallery that Andrew or what's his name the the guy Andrew from Lincoln, the Andrew Lincoln from, from Walking, the Walking Dead. Dead nowadays. Mark, yeah, he's an artist. Yeah. I think that he just works there. He's like, yes. uh, he's what, like a, what a what a foppish pretentious guy. It's not funny. It's odd. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what an asshole. It <laughs> yeah. is very funny. Like, butts are funny, but it's They're like Maplethorpe painting, <laughs> Maplethorpe photos with like, uh, with like little Santa hats, Santa hats on over the front. <laughs> serious art. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> How dare you laugh at Deeply this? Deeply serious. Yeah. <laughs> Explaining to eight year old kids. <laughs> I mean, I think that is the joke. Certainly, there's a lot of nipple humor in, in, uh, in one one vignette of yeah. this of this film. There's a lot of, a lot of nudity. There's a lot more nudity. I think that this is another film that, I forgot. I watched a lot on cable yeah. throughout the years, and kind of all the uh, all the nudity got like removed from my mind. Like every time you watch sure. it, they say that like every time you remember a memory, you like store the memory of the memory, and so it becomes degraded over time. Mm-hmm. And I have the same uh, when I watch a movie, then I see it over and over on on like basic cable. I start to forget that like uh, the Predator has like a bunch of like gory shit in it because it just gets yeah. like shaved away in my head. Yeah, and this is one of those films. Well, that's why I'm, I'm glad I rewatched it, even though I feel like I've seen this movie a dozen times, yeah. right? Because yeah. I was I was sort of there were moments I was surprised. I was Laura like, oh, Linney yeah. lets it fly. She does. She certainly right. does. Yeah. And it, it, it for half a second, and then it has no concert. Like it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that. That was weird. About Alan Rickman's uh, uh, assistant Mia. There's a scene where it's like... Very gratuitous, isn't it? Very yeah, gratuitous. Yeah. So yeah. gratuitous. And then she, she's like, that's what you could have got, Alan Rickman. Look what yeah. was underneath this dress. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was a good oh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 He's one of those tight T-shirt wearing boys. He's always about to fall asleep. Yeah, he is. Dude, I love Alan Rickman. I feel like he might have been a little bit miscast because um, every time that his assistant is coming on to him, he seems like disturbed. Like, you kind of need him to be fuckable, right? A little bit. I think he's fuckable, but he he just seems like uh, he doesn't seem to have a lot of agency. Like you never feel like he actually wants to have an affair. He's just like, oh, I guess I got to get you a necklace now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does seem very. And like, also, it's funny because I think Emma Thompson is like she showed up to work on this movie in a way that I don't yeah, think yeah. anyone else did. Yeah, 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 she's like having she's she's like a real person having the worst time. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's extraordinary. She's the, the the I mean. Well, you know, we're going to get there because yeah, yeah. the song is on the soundtrack. And Hugh so Grant is fucking that. shaking his ass yeah. and like Ben Downing Street <laughs> well, that's or whatever. the money shot. That was the, that was the trailer. I'm sure we all remember the trailer was like yeah. doing oh, yeah. the dance. The point, yeah, the yeah. point and drag. <laughs> oh, this movie's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. Anyways. Should we hear some of track three? Oh, uh, yes. This is Kelly Clarkson with The Trouble With Love Is. you fall and you can't refuse the call 
this may be our first Kelly Clarkson on track listing podcast. Yeah, probably. Right. We, were, we were talking about the X Factor. This is the first winner of American Idol. Yeah. Burleson, Texas. What's up? You guys didn't do from Justin to Kelly? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can pitch it. I was looking we for We stay it. away from those beach films. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, I mean, Kelly Clarkson... It's funny, like, I'm nostalgic for the days where there was TV shows that actually launched people's careers, because now we have, like, The Voice, which, to my knowledge, only, like, promotes the careers of the judges, mm-hmm. and that oh, I don't really, I mean, I'm You're sure right. that there's some people that have some kind of career, but there's no, like, Kelly Clarkson coming out of The Voice, where it's like, oh, you're a huge pop star now, you're on TV. Well, she is an extraordinary, I mean... This is 2003, so this would have been like two years after first season of American Idol, Breakaway. Wow. One of well, the great yeah, this debut was albums, off of her you know? debut album. I oh, think, wow. A very gospel track. Yeah. I think that, yeah, like this, the song was a couple of years old by the time it was on the soundtrack. I thought it was written for the movie. I, I should have looked so. this up. I should have looked this up. No, I could be wrong. <laughs> no way to know. I mean, it's a hot track. Number one, it's a, well, this is the first double dip in the US version, right? Because this covers yeah. the party mm-hmm. in our version, but it's also the first credits song. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is oh, correct. Right. Um, in the version I saw, this was the aforementioned Mia and Harry dancing together when Alan Rickman's wife, Emma Thompson, That's is like, right mm, there. And she's like, I did it's trouble all with for love. You. And he's just like, and his wife is across the room. Dude, I was, so I, I watched this movie with my girlfriend who had never seen it before. And uh, this scene was wild. And I don't want to like, uh, you know, maybe this speaks too much about like our relationship dynamics, but this is like, you she know. She doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> but it, uh, like, I was like, you know, this is supposed to be the moment where Emma Thompson's like, oh, that's a little weird, but that's probably nothing. And I'm like, no, no, this is already way too weird. It's a lot of weird. Like, uh, this is... This I don't think you slow dance with somebody that's not your wife at your office Christmas party. Especially yeah. not somebody who's, like, uh, you know, works for you and is, like, maybe 20 years younger than you. And, like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> Laura Linney says aloud, she's like, I guess it's his job to dance with everybody. Yeah. Is, is it? I mean, no, it's not. I, I think I thought that yeah, was like I an effort was... to like make her feel better. Like, oh uh, shit, he danced with me. You know? There was another no thing where it's like I don't know who the you know the writer is like in their personal life, but this kind of like this woman that works for you comes up and is like, I think you gotta dance with me. And he's like, Oh, I guess I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I guess there's no agency in the guy who's essentially. You know, even at the, you know, I guess, spoiler alert to the end of the episode, he doesn't, we don't actually know if he has an affair. It's kind of, I feel like implied that maybe he doesn't. And unrequited. Which makes yeah. it even weirder. Yeah. Right. But he's just like so bad with peer pressure that he just keeps like, pre- like acting like he's having an affair, like giving weird extravagant gifts to the woman. It's funny that he's on. giving advice to Laura Linney during the movie. He's like, I know what's best for my employees. Who are my employees fucking? Who am I fucking? I mean, I, I would <laughs> yeah, say, so I, I've never been in this situation, but I will say, and this might be like uh, alluding to like office romances that are never acted upon. It's like people emotionally cheat with coworkers all the time, but they never, like, it, they would never be outside the office. You know what I mean? Anybody? Anybody? No? Like, you know, I gotta tell you, I know exactly what you mean. I got it's my work the, wife. No, it's just the idea of like you're in a situation. Always grabbing people's legs under the boardroom well, table. Not, you know not, how it is. Not untoward <laughs> behavior, but just like you're in an environment and it's like you're all stuck together for 10 hours a day. You sort of go a little crazy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like sparks might fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, if you're working with a hot piece of ass Alan Rickman, you know, how <laughs> Mumblecore yeah. Rickman. <laughs> fucking wow. melted face I'm Alan your, Rickman. I'm your boss. Yeah. I'm your boss. <laughs> <laughs> 
God. Is he good you don't have one of those tight t shirt wearing boy. No, that's Bill Nye now. See, I'm just fucking <laughs> oh, there's, there's some hard dialect work in this. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. I think I do a pretty decent standard British nice. and Cockney, but like, I can't find Hugh Grant in my, vo- in my voice. It's really hard to do. I got a bit of a Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant, yeah, one earlier, for yeah. Hugh Grant as a Prime Minister of England. Oh. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm, uh, we're going to have to uh, invade the Falklands again. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, who would uh, say something such as that? Um, anyway, well, I'm going to turn things over to um, uh, the. Uh, <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, it's the verbal mitigation, I think, is what it is. Yeah, it's the I can only do the guy in the. Pro- Order! Order! <laughs> that's like, that's my favorite guy in British politics. How about track four? Yeah. <laughs> Great segue, Nick. This is Dido here with me. So this is when Andrew Lincoln is pining for Kira Knightley. Yes. 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 She just watched the video that's like uh, her wedding video, and he's just zooming <laughs> like up terrifying on Terrifying, creepily. <laughs> yes. There's a, oh, yes. There's so many things about this dynamic that disturb me. This might be the worst uh, story I, in I, the film for me. Mark is a villain in my eyes. Oh, 100%. I think that uh, Kira Knightley is maybe more villainous. Interesting. Because it's Ooh, kind of like... She, okay. Unpopular opinion? Hot take. <laughs> so so the story is that he famously, it's his best friend, gets married. Chewedle. And everybody for, yeah. everybody is like, oh, like, you really don't like the bride. You're always weird around her. You're, like, kind of rude to her, like, whatever. It's not a big deal, but, like, we notice. And, uh, and then it turns out that he's in love with her. And it's like, and so he's been purposefully distancing himself because he's in love with her. First of all, don't fall in love with people without ta- like getting to know them first. That's fucking mm, weird. Because yeah. then, like the insinuation, it's not like oh, we used to be great friends, all three of us, and now it's weird. It's like no, it seems like they never really knew each other. Well, it couldn't be a very long relationship. Keira Knightley is all of nineteen, <laughs> <laughs> truly God. at the time. Yeah. Really? Was she- yeah, at the time she was seventeen when she shot. Bend Pirates, which was the same, released the same year, but then when she shot this, Whoa. she was 19 years old. Oh my yeah. God. God. Um, I had no idea. So, yeah, like how long could this relationship have been going on? But that's okay. <laughs> but so, she's, I thought she was like mid 20s or something. It's established that they're not friends. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, but then when he's like, oh, by the, she, he, well, I mean, to his credit, he doesn't like tell her that he's in love with her. Right. He never plans to tell her. Mm. But then she finds out, and then when she finds out, she like, she's not she's kind of into it yeah yeah yeah. like she's secretly giving him kisses and being like and it's like dude no just got married you just got married just and got you should be like that's so right? sweet yeah like, but like we gotta do something i'm all set over here yeah, yeah. and also like, you've been no. mean and weird yeah yeah we don't even you. know each yeah, like yeah, i don't sucks, know you right? bro i thought that you <laughs> he's a creep me. with a camcorder so there's yeah. a lot of like incel sort of adjacent activity in this film oh, which is God. and as an artist like uh seeing the, the lone artist in this film be like the fucking creepiest like Bob Dylan fan brings yeah. out the cards. He's doing. Well, here's, like, here's the other funny thing about I've this storyline. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I've 
got the cards, but it's you're doing all right, Caleb. And this, and this is this is present in a lot of the film. Actually, is like uh, to borrow something from Red Letter Media. Is a lot of these characters have a case of the not gays. Very explicitly, mm. this movie does everything under its power to be like, oh, none of these guys are gay. And not only are they not gay, they're super not gay. Couldn't be any less gay if you try. Like Laura Linney walks up to Andrew Lincoln at the wedding, and it's like it's such a great, it's a slam dunk. It's like oh, you're in love with Chiwetel. And it's like oh yeah, he definitely is. Like that makes a lesson. They've known each other a long time. We know yeah, they're yeah, really best they man. Would, you yeah. fall in love with people you know. Yeah. You know, and he shuts that shit down, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's in love with his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who he doesn't know. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man. Anyways, great yeah. song. This was uh, I think the debut single off of her debut album. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's a Dido. song that is um, as good as it is um incongruous to the tone of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Dido has uh you know dipped her toes into uh, trip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your favorite kind of music there, Chris? My favorite, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I love this scene cuz Folktronica. <laughs> the scene goes on just like a little too long. Like we follow yeah, Andrew yeah, Lincoln yeah. down an alleyway, like out to a bridge. You're like, oh, they're probably he's probably going to run into some of the other characters or something, and we'll pass off that. Nope, he's just going to agonize on a bridge for a minute. Yeah, and it's like three. It's the, almost the whole song yeah. that's played, and he's just kind of wandering around, like, Ugh, what have I done? I mean, great, great acting from Lincoln, having to like presumably <laughs> like I don't know, just like, <laughs> like you're still upset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're yeah. Still upset. I was wondering what the, the director whole bridge, was shouting. Yeah. There's a there's a thing that uh, people always say like oh like men men are allowed to like get older and like better looking and women aren't and i was kind of like oh yeah that's the thing and it's like seeing him in this movie you're like yeah like until you see a zombie you're not hot mm. he just kind of looks like he's very distinguished now yeah. he looks like a you know he's like a normal looking guy but like once the fucking apocalypse goes down he's like grizzled he's got the beard yeah. it's a little gray in there and you're like dude he looks so much better in the you know, zombie world. I concur. In my opinion. I confused him with, I guess, Colin Firth's brother. Is that? Oh yeah. That's (laughs) for a second. I I was like, Oh wait. Oh no, that's a, that's a different guy. That's a different guy who we see. We see twice in the film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What does the chart say? (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm looking at the chart. Is he on the chart? In Dido's uh, personal life, she has uh, claimed that she is a diehard lifelong supporter of um, Arsenal. Nice. Oh, the Merry uh, Christmas, everybody! The football club. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, first, I was like weapons. <laughs> like a big like. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry for the confusion. Yes. A home arsenal. It's yeah. like yeah. a comic book football character club. named Arsenal. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's like Green Arrow's sidekick. What's anyway. speedy? Yeah. <laughs> Track five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got along. We got to get going. <laughs> let's uh, yeah. Let's hear track five. This is Billy Mack with Christmas is all around. It's What a Christmas song. <laughs> well, this is pure shit. Well, yeah, canonically bad, right? In, yeah. the, in the canon yeah, yeah. of the film. <laughs> well, I should say oh, so a few things. Uh, if you haven't seen the film, like one of the main um, kind of motifs of the film, it starts off with uh, this aged, like, rocker. Billy Mac. Um, recording like a Craven Christmas track, which is a very English thing to do. There's this huge, like, competition for the, the Christmas number one. 
which is a thing that's been happening for years. And it's very weird. And I kind of, I'm jealous of it. It's something that can only happen in like a smaller country, but it's uh, a lot of years, like certain radio DJs will campaign for some weird song. They'll, everybody will like these famous and a lot of time over the hill uh, musicians will put out these like weird Christmas songs um, in an attempt to become the Christmas number one. And it will kind of like, restart their career or maybe it'll just be like a thing that they make some money doesn't off of. clapton have like some uh covid christmas song out there oh, <laughs> Is that a it christmas? just keeps getting worse <laughs> last uh last headline i heard about he's like no one's returning my phone calls <laughs> no, i can't find any session guys no one will go on tour with me yeah, yeah, dude. speaking of who do you think do you think there's one person he's based on or is it sort of like a general mishmash i was Good gonna question. ask the same question yeah. because oh, Bill Nye. he yeah. seems Bill like a very too. like mick jagger type of guy but at one point you see like the album art from when he was famous and it really threw me off because it was kind right. of like some iggy pop early 80s like hair metal looking stuff yeah you know, snakes and axes and so forth yeah, you yeah. see a spray paint on the side of a van so, mm. uh, yeah I, I thought like billy idol maybe or something but like it, that be, was the imagery i thought was his like album cover his gesticulations too are very like yeah, suave. It's supposed to be old. Sex symbol. Yeah. Unclear. 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 Good question. This is, Good in my question. opinion, right in, my favorite uh, running story in the film. See, is, I, I did not. I was like, are we supposed to like this guy? I, like, I like him. Well, I, really? I like Bill Nye. Actually. Yeah, yeah, he's a I wonderful. Did. Bill actor. Nye was named uh, GQ's, uh, I think, best dressed uh, British man in 2015. Everybody. Wow. Yeah. Oh, if, was, you can, if you can believe that, recently. he was 97 then. <laughs> He has a penchant for navy suits. Like, some, you know, there's a there's a point in every British man's life where their their body reduces to a skeleton that you can ha- like easily hang clothes off of in a freezing way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm British, I can say that. Well, the British uh, they they they're very distinguished. Hey now. You know what? So, what do you guys think of Keith Richards? That feels like kind of a, a touchstone for the character. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, but yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely a mixture of different things. He's supposed yeah. to be like a solo act, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel um, it, but yeah, he's having what's could be described as like a public meltdown consistently. Yeah, well, I love one of the things like, that I hey. love is that the the running line is that his song sucks, and it's only through like his like weird interviews and stuff yeah. that it keeps getting propelled yeah. like further and further. Oh yeah, he's just infuriating his manager with all of his uh, yeah. terrible public appearance decisions. But it's working. It's yeah. working. Yeah. yeah, predicting mimetic cash just being outrageous is enough to propel him to to victory. Yeah, um, against, <laughs> against Blue, which I wish we heard a song from. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, Blue, the, the boy band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wish they were villains. Yeah, so, blue. Yeah. We've got small pricks. Yeah, <laughs> I just it's a credit to the soundtrack that we're listening to now that the this like full version is on it because that would a very common thing would be to for habits to review a soundtrack to a movie and have there be a prominent like you know fake song in the movie that didn't make it onto the soundtrack and i'm happy to hear it on here yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's you know it's we should say it's it's a cover of a trog song to a certain degree the trogs yeah, yeah. is it wet 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 was that another band that sang that song Oh, I don't know. I think I did see them on one of these uh, soundtrack yeah, releases. Yeah, yeah. There's that, as many versions of the soundtrack as there are right. character <laughs> connections in the film. <laughs> the original yeah. version was the, the Trogs. Love it was uh, Love yeah. Is All Around Us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a great song. Mm-hmm. You guys want to hear some in track six? Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. This is Nora Jones with Turn Me On. My half eyes are waiting for a new tune. 
for some fresh ice cubes I'm just sitting here waiting for you to come on home and turn me on turn me on I remember when I was in uh Probably middle school is when Nora Jones' CD, uh, Come Away With Me, started showing up in like every Starbucks across the United States. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was and, Starbucks uh, music for sure. Mm. When I used to live in uh, East Village when I first moved here, I saw her do a, a surprise concert at the old uh, living room in uh, Lower East Side. Oh, Ooh. nice. She just rolled in there with like a full country band and they did a country set. Holy shit. And it was great. That's yeah. Amazing. She's awesome. I'd go to a Nora Jones well, concert. Y- young folks might recognize her from the Ted franchise ah. rather than from her music <laughs> that's right she's in both yeah <laughs> how do you guys feel about Nora jones i'm indifferent I, uh, chris yeah. I, I like this song there, there are certain yeah. artists this is i think this is a cover of an old song she does a really good version there's certain artists that kind of uh even though they're young they kind of are born directly into the weird like adult oriented rock world which is i'm kind of talking like a buble kind of character yeah, but there it's mm. it's a weird um there's a lot of variants. You get your like Bublés, you get your Mark like you get your Grobens, your Josh Grobens, yeah. which yeah. is like on. some sort of like bastard <laughs> opera thing where you're like what's even happening? And it's like Andrea Bocelli. Yeah. And it's, after seeing Groben on uh, Tim and Eric <laughs> do like, uh, <laughs> Casey sings the hits, I can never I heard a Groben song on the radio today driving to work and you know it's like his christmas album and i i just burst into laughter i can't i can't take it seriously <laughs> I can't take at all seriously either, it's yeah. a joke <laughs> but it's these artists and it, they're all the thing they have in common is that they're all hyper capable artists who are like their craft is at 100 percent, and they kind of i think there's a lot of people making these like too polished albums that are like too out of touch with kind of what's happening at the at the time and I think, you know, find modest success, but, you know, every once in a while somebody's good enough or, you know, for whatever reason they, they push through. And we should say that uh, it's Robbie Shankar's daughter. So probably had some, mm. some ins or whatever, but, uh, yeah. you well, know, she exploded, but you know, I, I don't know. There was a huge album and then I, I'm sure she's had like a, you know, a successful career, but I haven't heard any new That's Nora true. Jones. I haven't heard in her like in a decades. while. She collaborated know. with uh, Billy Joe Armstrong. Uh, recently of green day of green day which is interesting almost in his 50s now it's really weird to reckon with that you know what i Mm -hmm. mean (laughs) yeah the one thing that all of the artists that i was talking about have in common is that they were like uh like built in a laboratory to make a christmas album yes and so i think that that's why maybe their sound uh lends itself well to the soundtrack and that they're all like without knowing it, um, basically singing Christmas songs. I'm imagining mm-hmm. like a, a cup of hot cocoa in my hand when I listen to an origin. Like there has to be a fireplace. I can see you holding that cup of cocoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gazing out it's the window. Yeah, well, it's, beautiful all, it's all longing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like, yeah, there's something wistful about sitting it's with a very... hot mug of something. At a Starbucks outside. Brought to you by Starbucks. <laughs> Shopping in a Nordstrom to hear somebody tinkling on that piano. Yeah. Mm. I used to love that Nordstrom's <laughs> piano guy. Yeah, I was trying to talk to that guy. He's like, get out of here. I'm to play. <laughs> I'm done in 20 minutes. Pay for my heroin. <laughs> oh, Jesus. A, lot, a lot of heroin jokes in this movie. Did you guys clock that? Like, <laughs> like a lot. I swear to God, there's, there's, there's like one? so many. Yeah, there's multiple jokes about like making fun of heroin addicts. <laughs> it's, it's 
truly deplorable yeah it's just like 2003 the fucking wild west of just like right between the 90s where everyone was just making oh, ribald yeah. jokes and before, before people were sort of like checking that level of humor yeah. it so kind of yeah it reminds ways. me of like last summer i was talking earlier uh, off mic how everybody felt like covid was over and it's kind of like this was the period after the 90s where people were like man heroin needs to be really big thank god that's over <laughs> we yeah. can finally make jokes about it well liam neeson's like well uh, you know maybe maybe jojen reed is shooting up heroin into his eyeballs in his in his bedroom <laughs> it's like what, what the yeah. fuck <laughs> oh i've got some liam neeson, liam neeson. Yeah, but yeah. We'll, we'll get yeah. to that later we'll get to jump into yeah, this yeah. track i'm gonna hear uh where we at track seven yeah, yeah. ava cassidy songbird it's Cassidy's did I just hear? Was that like eight Ava Cassidy's? <laughs> so you're saying like how many people? The, on the overdubbing. Track? Yeah, the overdubbing. No, oh, I don't know. A fine, yeah. a fine-tuned ear would hear it. I mean, so this is one of my favorite artists, Ava Cassidy, and sort yeah. of a very tragic story uh, behind her because she died very young from some obscure disease. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. So she was an artist. I think played mostly in the dc area i'm mm-hmm. really like well known there and like that music scene but like nobody really knew who she was she mostly did covers mm-hmm. like she's doing here um a few years after she passed away two djs in the united kingdom sort of got a hold of tracks of her playing live and they started like proliferating her work all over the united hmm. kingdom people fell in love with her stuff and so sort of after her death that's when she hit it big mm. oh whoa and it's like a really sad story because she never had that level of success when she was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but like people have like scrounged up live recordings of her playing these shows and oh, like been okay. able to produce, reproduce work of her. And like sort of like, like I don't know if this track was produced this way when she was alive, to be right. frank. Like maybe it was, mm. as you're saying, like reproduced in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, speaking of like sitting with a hot move, of Coco or something. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. something like, yeah. like I think maybe the inherent tragedy of her life, kind of like a Nick Drake kind of thing, right? Like after he after he passed Nick, away, it's kind know. of when he achieved mm-hmm. fame yeah. and recognition. It's this is kind of bittersweet. It's one of the yeah, things that I so, very much you can't love separate it from the music, the story, like uh, music culture in the UK, in that it's small enough and it's like has it's such a part of the culture that they're they're still to this day. You know, this movie is what. 20 years old um but there's even back then in the u.s like djs nobody would have like that kind of it used to be a thing like in the 60s where some dj in cincinnati would start playing like a b-side of some song and then it would catch on and then it would start spreading throughout the country but that's not the way that like red red wine ub40 yeah yeah but in (laughs) yeah but in in the uk like (laughs) up until recently and maybe still it's like they're People, you know, it's like the BBC and there's, you know, there's BBC in, the, in different cities, but it's like, there's these DJs that are able to like, you know, they start playing songs. You know, when I was talking about like the Christmas uh, number one thing, it's like, they just start playing a song and they try to build up a thing and people start requesting it and it starts spread through the country and you can just have these, you know, kind of uh, organic, like, uh, you know, careers get revived, careers get created, you know, some, some, you know, 
on obscure artists from oh, that's what's uh, fascinating, from DC right? gets and like revived there. You know, speaking of Nora Jones, like Nora Jones, I don't think has a career if Ava Cassidy wasn't sort of created that aesthetic in the late 90s, mm-hmm. which is when she passed away, like sort of set the tone for allowing that mm-hmm. uh, kind of musicianship to, to rise and become very popular. Same thing mm-hmm. with Regina Spector, Ingrid Michaelson, like yeah. they all mm-hmm. owe their tone to her. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. This song is playing um, when Laura Lenny and Carl are, have gone back to Laura Lenny's place. And the, the previous song was the, they run to the dance floor and it's an upbeat song and then it switches to Kelly Clarkson's uh, yeah. like, hold me, you know, and then they're like, uh, uh, I guess uh, we're going to have sex now. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. But um, yeah, and then you, we see uh, Laura Lenny get naked for half a second until her brother fucking vag blocks her. We also like we're all on the page of like we want Laura Linney to get laid in this movie, right? Like that's yes. 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 Every you're so movie. I was rooting for her. Yeah. It, Laura Linney's such a great every person, I think. Yeah. You know, every woman. You're just like, yeah, she deserves to yeah. I think hook that they, up with the hot Spanish guy. I feel like they <laughs> miscast the uh, the the love interest because he's too hot. Yeah, Rod- Rodrigo. Kind of, I think he was like a Calvin Klein model yeah. or something. He looks like a Ken doll. He yeah. was. Uh, he was in Westworld, the TV show. He was also yeah. in Three Hundred. Uh, he was King Xerxes. Yeah, yeah who was yeah. like That's the King big Xerxes. King Xerxes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's Fuck yeah, he's me. a fucking like he's underwear model, God. and yeah. it's like the there seems to be he's this notion of like oh yeah, he's he's, he's in love with her, but it also seems like or she's in love with him. Yeah. Which is like, okay, but uh, it also see, he's like too shy to make a move. And you're like, what? Maybe he wants a green card and well, there's no, like an he, unwritten subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets, oh, gets blue balled the first time he goes over there and then he's not interested. She had one night with Rodrigo. He's like, you know what? I'm good. One chance, I'm one like, opportunity. Oh, come on, man. I'm an under- <laughs> underwear model. I'm an underwear model. Eminem territory. Is that what you're <laughs> that was, I was yeah. playing with. Maybe there's Mom's a scene. Spaghetti. Maybe there's a scene cut where Alan Rickman is like, "Just fuck her, please." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "I'll send you back to where you came from." I'm a terrible boss. Directors, <laughs> directors cut. Oh god. Oh god. Would you please just fuck I'll her? Ruin your life. I don't know if I could handle a longer love actually. (laughs) It's very long, isn't it? It's long. Two hours and 15 minutes. You said that in, what was it, the Chinese version cut out the the porn stand-ins? Or it's not even porn, it's just like a racy film, the stand-ins. Japanese and uh, uh, the Filipino version. They Mm -hmm. took out the John and Judy love interest. They were, yeah, like sex stand-ins, I guess. for A simultaneously young, but also middle-aged Martin Freeman. (laughs) He hasn't aged in 20 years. Yeah, he really is the same age as he is now Paul Rudd years ago. The Paul Rudd I feel syndrome. bad for him because like in you know what is this early 2000s 2003? Yeah, 2003 the fit of clothing back then he just got lost in there where he it's was like a really, box. he was really looking like a Bilbo uh, and yeah. those like <laughs> those jackets and jeans I, I think he's uh, Bilbo. I think he's out of line oh, too oh what a Bilbo <laughs> I think he's way out of line Bilbo too like rattling here. around in some boot cut jeans <laughs> I'll be a goddamn professional yeah he's, he's overstepping you know, no, I thought that it was a sweet the whole, the whole point is that He's like, you know, he's like, I would, I, you know, I, it's okay if you don't want to. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's I thought right. that was a cute story. Nah, disagree. I think you gotta, if you are a sex stand-in and you're like <laughs> well, that's naked with somebody, I think you gotta it's a, like. It's not a sex movie because they're talking about doing stand-ins for like uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt and stuff. So I think that. that it just happens to be, you know, maybe a racy kind of um Situation. Yeah. Speaking of Bilbo Baggins, how about track eight? <laughs> Let's smash cut two. This yeah. is Maroon Five. <laughs> the sweetest goodbye. Because <laughs> he like uh, Misty Mountains call. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Bilbo. 
and the tear in my eye Give me the sweetest goodbye That I ever did receive Pushing forward and arching back Bring me closer to heart attack Say goodbye and just fly away Well, there you have it. <laughs> I, dude, I, I remember I remember being in college. I was like um, weirdly early on Maroon 5 for some reason. I can't even remember why. Well, I but think it was Songs like, About Jane is a great album. It I'll was like it, a, I'll say that. probably a year after The Strokes came out. It was kind of the rock explosion was happening. And this, I remember thinking it was kind of like the song structure. I was like, this kind of sounds like a Britney Spears song, but it's like played by a rock band. It's kind of cool. Interesting. Um, I didn't really know what I was in line for mm, with like yeah. the, I mean this is early maroon this yeah. is early maroon before uh, they really unleash themselves yeah, into I like agree. the wedding circuit <laughs> I can't I can't see that's the thing I can't I can't hear maroon 5 with uh, with 2000 years yeah it's, it's, it's a hard hard pass for I me. can't go back <laughs> I understand well it's sort of like I appreciate anybody who just wants to make bank or whatever but like when they start moving into like the moves like Jagger Aaron it's like alright oh, they're just yeah. producing I saw Adam specifically Levine. garbage yeah. yeah it's the Imagine Dragons situation where oh, it's like God, if you yes. told me that America's most if, second most dangerous band I mean they exist right <laughs> like we know they're real people but if you told if you took me aside and were like did you know that they were producing a factory just to create 30 second commercial <laughs> snippets of music I'd be like yeah of course I mean yeah. that's obvious genetically right? and exactly yeah, yeah, eugenics experiment to produce the perfect <laughs> commercial song. I've heard, I've heard some uh, <laughs> people are starting to to, to come, like really come to terms with how to describe, and I've heard it described as swag rock. Oh, kind of like no. the, <laughs> you know, this kind of like uh, yeah. you know, it's like truck commercial rock, it's like barn stomping, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Nashville yeah. barn stomping. It's like a bunch oh, of really? like stomping yeah. and then like weird Home Depot. Yeah. It's God, gonna be. was there anything funnier than um, the end of the the um, the new Murder on the Orient Express smash cutting to an Imagine Dragons song at the end of the? Oh, the, the oh, trailer. Do you remember that? It was Spoiler, so funny. Alert. No, 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 no. At the end of the trailer, and then like, and then everyone started putting that song at the end of every trailer. Oh, <laughs> like, God. It was so funny. It was a great, great time in all our lives. Remember this literary class? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's so ridiculous about it. I saw I saw a clip of Adam Levine on uh, like Howard Stern. Recently, and he was complaining about like buying different Ferraris. I was like, okay, come on. <laughs> Wait, what? Good lord. The trials and tribulations of buying about? sports cars. Mm-hmm. Well, you, gotta, like, you gotta go to the dealership. They don't sell Not even a Very relatable. Being. That's the whole thing. Oh, I, have to, so <laughs> I have to hand it to him to a certain degree where you think of like all the bands from that point who, you know, had like their moment disappeared or whatever. And through, you know, sheer force of will, Adam Levine has like uh, voiced his way to like greater and greater heights yeah. while, you know, shedding any sort of artistic integrity behind him. <laughs> He's got like, like a, his own, you know, shoe, like custom shoes. He has like his own Chuck Taylors or something. And he it's looks gross. great. He looks great. Oh, his tattoos, yeah. everyone loves great. him. It's weird. Like I saw the strokes on SNL and I'm like, they look, you know, it's like, oh man, strokes are, you know, like, you know, maybe a little older than me. They're like, yeah, okay. They look all, you know. Adam Levine looks a fucking same. Preserved, it's yeah. Yeah. 
It's got that like Gwen Stefani injection specialist or whatever. <laughs> I, don't I, don't know, know, I don't know, man. The whole thing scares to, me. Yeah. It takes some, You know what? I bet his voice chair is like, you know, Darth Vader's chamber. He did. I know that he, he bought yeah. that house like under the volcano. So maybe that was part <laughs> of it. The oh. doctor. <laughs> Uh, too much money. Definitely a villain, right? Yeah, I think yeah. we're all clear what about that. The back to yeah. tanks, so. or what is yeah, it called? The, yeah, the, yeah, back to is exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, this song is playing in the car with Colin and Tony, and Colin is a character that's just like you know trying to get trying to skis on all the ladies, and he realizes that British girls are too stuck up. I gotta go to America. He's a, he's a sex god in the aunt. wrong country. Yeah, he's gotta yeah. find January Jones in a Wisconsin bar. <laughs> like, we're, like we're all looking for that, right? Do they, <laughs> It's it's like a funny it's like the accent thing is real. Yep. Um, the notion of American girls is like completely bizarre. Mm. And, well, let uh, me ask you: Did you guys spend his entire storyline like like when is the other shoe gonna drop here? Well, it's kind of like it gets a little dreamlike where you're All like, right. wait a minute, is this him imagining what's gonna yeah. be like when he gets there? He died in the plane crash. He's like he's in a coma, and the whole movie is like, what's happening? Well, inside okay, his. so you know how like Rowan Atkinson comes to the rescue in, in oh, a yeah, couple yeah. Of situations here. Yeah. Like you sort of imagine like at the bar that Collins at in Wisconsin, the camera's gonna pan over, and you're gonna see Rowan Atkinson like laying out bills. Like yeah, all right, he's like, like, trying, like, the professional he's call girls. He's yeah. like, just yeah. fuck the guy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he was, uh, apparently Rowan Atkinson was an angel in, like, uh, previous drafts of the movie. His yeah, character yeah, was like... I like, I, I like... Wow. I like how he... Uh, wow. Um, one, the thing that struck me about the whole Wisconsin... Is that a Luke Wilson? Did I just hear a Luke Wilson? Wow. 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 Uh, the Wisconsin part kind of reminded me... Good impressions me, tonight, everybody. There's these, like, medieval paintings of, uh, like, tigers and camels made by people who had never seen tigers or camels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like reptilian. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, this is like a funny bit, but like, wait, has nobody in this movie, they've heard of America, but they've never been there. It's yeah. not America, man. <laughs> I think, I think it should have been, you know, they say in screenwriting, give your characters what they want, but not in the way they want it. Yeah. I think he should have like struck out immediately with like some, you know, Wisconsin university girls. And then like some rough and tumble Wisconsin ladies, like, come back to my cabin. <laughs> He's yeah. like, all right. Yeah, like, that's better for him. Like, that's actually what he wants. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. You know, he, you know, starts a farm in Wisconsin. <laughs> you guys have anything more to say about Maroon 5? No. Definitely. The Maroon 5 I, of it all. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to hear some of track nine? Sure. This is Texas with I'll See It Through. You're all I've ever wanted. Your loving you's the right thing to do. And I'll see it through Going back to my uh <laughs> my tiger painting analogy this is a scottish band who named themselves texas <laughs> yeah I, I was not familiar with texas do you guys I, I, you know no 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 this knew is, nothing they've had a long career yeah had, like 10 albums yeah good for texas it's extraordinary yeah. like the name I, I kind of uh if i was ranking european bands that appropriated like america i would put phoenix probably at top yeah 
I'd have to sit down. I don't know. Phoenix is French, right? Yes. It's it's Pahuinas. What part of the movie is this in, Chris? Uh, This is one of the weird uh, Alan Rickman, Mia, um, like, scenes. Yeah, this is like... She's I know that he's the boss, him... but he kind of feels like he's being bullied the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, if you had a woman that attractive in your office uh, and you were Alan Rickman and not a famous actor, Alan Rickman, you were just that I, guy. I kind of, <laughs> like, I wonder I if the I director. You're married to Emma Thompson. Yeah, I wonder if the director crazy. is or knows somebody who's <laughs> like, uh, you know, like one of those, what is it, like a cash pig? Those like weird internet, like uh where it's like a dominatrix who just like demands money from you. Oh, and, a, like, uh, a fin dom. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. what's the guy called? It's like the weird. Oh, oh, I don't know. Some sub. It, they, some they, they, they financial get, uh, sub. Yeah, they get like uh, sexual gratification from oh, by being sure, extorted, sure, sure, yeah. and it's kind of there's Venom nothing. Then hundred dollars. Yes, yeah, yes. Just, yeah. It's like, I'll ruin your fucking life. I'll tell your wife. It's like, oh, okay, yes. mistress. It's like uh-huh. that kind of. It seems like he's not getting anything sexual out of it. He just feels obligated to like. Uh, be carrying on like the financial and emotional stress of being in an affair. Yeah, yeah he just yeah, seems without, to get, you know, like when he's on the phone <laughs> and he's like, "What do you want for Christmas?" It's <laughs> 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 terrible. It's a very right. weird phone call. Yeah, it's like, super. Uh, he hangs up on her at the end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like me talking to like something, a telemarketer. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, what do I have to do like to make pretty, this something nice, something beautiful? What like can me. I say to make this conversation end? <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess I'll get you some jewelry. Is that what you want? Okay. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm butchering her name. She's a German actress. Uh, the one played Mia Hike Makach, and she was married to Daniel Craig for a long time. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, yeah. Until like, interesting. oh, four. That guy, that guy. That guy. That guy can get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, Mia is a knockout in this, too. And I was just laughing about, like, I'm glad there was never any sex scene between uh, <laughs> Alan Rickman and, and the one that plays. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, I remember in college I took a film class and uh, I was like ill prepared for it, and I was like, I love movies, and uh, yeah, but it was like a lot of like discourse. You know, I was I was a young man and I was uh, not really up on like anyway. There was a lot of they were t- started talking about like female ga- or male gaze, yeah, and I was like at the time I hadn't done the reading. I was like I thought they were talking about like amen but i was like what it's like completely lost in conversation the male gaze but there's like yeah the male gaze and a lot of like (laughs) 70s movies and there's a lot of you know the way that the camera sometimes will james bond will consider a woman in a way where you're like wait a minute this isn't like a character's point of view there's no other character in the room you're just like ogling it the camera is ogling yeah and that happens a lot in this fucking movie oh yeah Yeah. this is because it's it's like a trope that happens a lot in like you know like grindhouse like pulp films you know thrillers or, sure, or with the, where the titillation is the point yeah right? yeah it's yeah. like a you know it's a titill- and this is like a a pretty you know mainstream film but then there's like she's just in her apartment on the phone but she's in her underwear and the camera's just like yeah. Yeah. i guess i guess if, I, if you like ask me to objectively be like oh what's the point of this oh it's to make sure we understand she's desirable except like that's very clear yeah yeah throughout the, the the way the movie communicates that to us i i think uh, so i like scoffed when she had the the crazy like uh lingerie under the dress <laughs> but i guess it only i was like wait was that just to be like she really wanted to take him home and that's what she was wearing under because who would wear that yeah uh unless i mean i think yeah, so i don't know that so i was like okay i'll let it slide but you are i mean there was a the whole plot there, point but with there's the, a scene i mean it this is like slightly separate because there is a character but there's a scene where the uh the portuguese 
um, housekeeper is jumping into the lake <laughs> yeah. and she starts like we'll taking off her yeah. so, and yeah. it just like all of a sudden the camera is just like really involved well that sort of does that sort of does become point of view like that's Colin like oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a woman oh, yeah. he sees the tramp stamp and he goes like if it was an American Pie movie or something he would cut back to him and be like that's he sees the tramp stamp and he goes crazy they don't even can't even communicate with each other before it went back to camera I thought he was gonna I don't know. It's a that's a that's a bad look, Colin Firth's character. Man, you can't be. It's the time they the get staff. married. Yeah. It's yeah. A, you can barely talk to each other. It's like direction that you would see in the eighties and be like, oh, I did not remember this movie yeah. being this way. Yeah. Uh, but this shit is it's like some porkies. Anyways, that's yeah, all I have to yeah, say. Speaking of that. porkies, track 10. <laughs> Joni Mitchell. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm saying, oh, man. No, yeah. she's, she's not a porky. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The Segment bad segues tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> track 10. Joni Mitchell. Both sides now. illusions that I recall I really don't know love I really don't know love at all I don't want to speak too soon but this might be our first Joni Mitchell no, no, no. Um, I spoke to you soon. What was the uh, the witch movie with Nicole Kidman? Practical Magic. Practical Magic. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, a there was a that. That's right. There yeah, was a yeah. Jenny. She and Stevie Nicks get alerted every time there's like, something about <laughs> witches, and they they ask if they can be on it. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, this song. So there's two versions of this song in real life and in the movie. Yeah. There's like the original album version, and then Joni Mitchell re-recorded a bunch of music for an album in the I think late '90s, and it was. And they'll both was, make you cry. Yeah, mm. I you know like like uh, in most cases I prefer the original version a lot more, but it's the song itself is about somebody um, reminiscing how they felt one way when they were younger, and now that they're older, they they like see another side of like you know life. And so it's it's a perfect song to re-record like decades later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Johnny's awesome. I love. Yeah. Johnny Mitchell yeah, is amazing. I'm not a big fan of like the. He's like I. You know, everybody loved my like 70s acoustic version. Let's get a fucking orchestra. Yeah. I feel like that never mm. improves any song. I don't know what happened to Joni. You know, later in life or Joni these days, she's uh, she's upset about something. She's very bitter. She's very angry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's always something's going on. I think with she's enjoying painting a lot just, more than music for whatever reason, mm, and yeah. I think she's oh, actually yeah, a she, pretty good painter. Anytime she does an interview, that's artist. right. They'll talk about her music, and she's like, "Well, actually, I'm a painter." Yeah, she has a lot of her own album art. Well, very interesting. Okay, interesting. You, <laughs> you say know, that. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather they be like you know how Cat Stevens did. Um, Tea for the Tillerman 2 last uh-huh. year or two years ago, oh, something yeah. like that. And that's uh-huh. I sort of appreciate that perspective on your music. That's you, another artist who did his own album art. 
Yeah. It's a lot worse than Johnny's um, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's very childlike. Wow, I did a child. Uh, who, who did this? Cat, cat, oh, who we'll did put this? that right <laughs> here on the refrigerator. You see it every morning. Right in between Joni and, and Michael Jackson yeah. is the artwork of Cat Stevens. <laughs> oh, man. You heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> Just really like deep, I, deep I, hard takes happening here tonight. I I get to, I'm the artist on the podcast. Every yeah, once in a while, I get to flex my uh, critical muscles. Yeah. This is. Um, this is an interesting plot point in the movie. We've talked a lot about Alan Rickman uh, with this Mia character and uh, his wife, Emma Thompson. And then there's a part where she listens to a Joni Mitchell song, uh, River. And uh, he, I guess, has gotten her this CD for Christmas. But it, she had found the necklace in yeah. his jacket pocket, thinking like, and it was like the same size box, the same box. Yeah. And this is crappy yeah. Joni Mitchell two thousand release, a double disc. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible thing to get your spouse! Oh, like that's oh, the yeah. big gift, right? Oh, I've ne- I'm not married, so I don't know. Like maybe that's like thirteen yeah, years I mean, of marriage. Sometimes like, the CD is a, a very thoughtful present. <laughs> oh sure, if you're like I have five copies of this already. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it's one of the most meaningful gifts you could give somebody as a gift of music. But I, <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, listen, it's just like she loves Joni Mitchell. It's like, what if I get her a Joni Mitchell laser Joni- disc? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a heartbreaking scene. She cries. Uh, great, yeah, Jones. great performance from yeah. from Thompson. I would say. Yeah, I do like. You're I right. guess maybe we're jumping ahead a little bit, but one of the nice things about this film is that there isn't like a happy resolution to that story. Yeah. 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 I, I appreciated that, that not all these, um, uh, vignettes ended nicely. Yeah. And like even Laura Linney's that we talked about earlier, like yeah, she says, kinda... never, Merry gets, Christmas. never gets laid. Yeah. And then he's like, Merry Christmas or happy Christmas. Goodbye. <laughs> happy Crimby. Happy Crimby. I am. One thing about Laura Linney is I'm unconvinced that, uh, Everybody's like, you've been in love with him for years. Maybe, I don't, maybe she was just horny for him. Yeah. He doesn't seem yeah. to be that interesting of a guy. They don't really seem to have much in common. Yeah. yeah. He's just like the hottest fucking guy you've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in your office. Yeah. I was going to say, it was funny how quickly he got naked. Uh, it's amazing. It's like he had tear away. Like, he was like, God. He was like, pre, pre-oiled. It's incredible. You look, you look to the left. She goes to answer the phone. And I swear to God, his pants are on. The camera... Like doesn't even pan back and like his pants are off. Like, Yo, all right. It's, incre- it's like a skill, right? Yeah. It's like, he's like well, he's a model, he's, so he he's probably... a professional. It's that oily body, man. She gets a phone call and he's like, "Yeah, that's fine, that's fine." And then she gets another phone call and he's like, "I'm already over." Yeah, it's I gotta crazy. get out of here. Yeah, which is that. hilarious for like a dude who like, yeah. like we just can, would never do that, right? Yeah, like men would not be. You'd be uh, like, "Yeah, I'm over." Take right. as long as you need. Yeah. Stay right here. I'll be waiting right here whenever you're off the phone. Do you have like a remote? Do you have any Joni Mitchell CDs? Yeah. Like, I'll, I don't know. I'll go to the hospital. I'll go, I'll go to the hospital. Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. I'll drive. Yeah, like, I'll stay all night. If you're, if you're on the fucking zero yard line, oh, there's good. very few things. That's you're like, exactly. Uh, if you just give me like 15 minutes in the bathroom, there, then we can go to like Sheffield or wherever yeah. we got to go. We got to go like right now? <laughs> right, right now? So or, like 10 minutes. Here is something funny, right? Like, what? <laughs> oh, you hit the mic. <laughs> Hot mic tonight, guys. <laughs> is what hospital, number one, allows the patient's 24-hour phone access? It's true. not realistic, <laughs> right? Question. Especially that kind of hospital, oh, whatever. whatever yeah, debil- psychiatric ward. Yeah, whatever psychiatric ward this this guy is in. Number two, like, has visiting. Like, they would just not allow you in after, after midnight or something I like I, that, whatever time it is. Yeah. yeah. You might be right, but I fear that maybe we're American. Yeah. Maybe there's <laughs> that, a much better healthcare system. Right? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Maybe the reason Laura Lenny is working in NHS. some weird... Why she emigrated, weird, yeah. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Working for Alan Rickman. She's like, well, that's the consequences. <laughs> the cost of doing business. He's like involved with everybody's lives. Yeah. What a weird. As it looks like we might be coming up on a break. All right. Oh, break time. Uh, at the end of the episode, we are going to recommend another song to the Tracklisty and Spotify playlist. Another one of our favorite holiday songs. Mm-hmm. And then I put together a game for you guys after the break. Hopefully, not too hard. We'll We'll see. see. We'll see. There's three of you. There's three of you. You guys should. Okay. (laughs) Stick with us. Welcome back to the Love Actually soundtrack with the extremely talented Andrew Clark. Yay. Thanks again for doing this, Andrew. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you Great guest think, so uh, far. Oh, <laughs> oh coming in hot. I think uh, Caleb maybe has a game for us. I did put together a game for you guys. This is another uh, three rounds of Supergroup. This is a game that is not ripped off from the British quiz show uh, Only Connect. But if it were, this would be in the style of the first round in which I am going to play uh, four clues and it's your job to identify what the four songs have in common. Sometimes it has to do with the artist, sometimes it has to do with the song, sometimes uh, something else. We're playing um, together? You're playing together. Hey, I, I, all right, guys. I hope this isn't too hard. There's three of you guys. This is um, buckle up for a very appropriate three rounds of Supergroup. Are you ready? Yes. I'm feeling Christmassy mm, already. Yes, Caleb. All right. Yes. All right. Let's hear uh, the first clue for round one. Here is clue one. Did I hear come? I do want to uh, remind you guys that uh, the clues start from least helpful to most helpful, hopefully. Very unhelpful. Yeah, Yeah. extremely so far. (laughs) Nothing. Industrial rock. It's like an early Nine Inch Nails demo. Somebody stuck a microphone in a skate park. (laughs) (laughs) Early Tony Hawk. Let's move on maybe to clue number two. Here is clue two. That is a uh, gold earring. I think is the band. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Radar, Radar Love. Love. Radar Love from uh, yeah. I think Wayne's World Two soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I remember singing part of that song. I was like, "You guys don't know Gold Earring? No, you don't know Gold Driving all night, hands wet on the wheel. All right, yeah, okay. Any ideas? Gold earrings. Radar love. Radar love. No, no. So I need a connective tissue. Gold. Something. Gold frankincense myrrh. Ooh, okay. Are we thinking? Are we thinking wedding anniversaries? What's the? You're you're married. Do you know the question, Nicholas? Do you know what's like? That is correct, Chris. There's like the golden anniversary. There's like the silver anniversary. There's like paper, wood, those things. I don't know the order. Bronze, silver, gold. Yeah, is it like when your wedding anniversary comes in second? <laughs> <laughs> nice oh, try. Sorry, 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 dear. We, yeah. we, 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 ah, we, next we, time, we, next time. I, I think I'm on to something. All right, I think you guys might need clue number three. Yeah. Clue three. But everybody's like crystal, Maybach, diamonds on your timepiece, jet planes, islands, tigers on a gold leash. We don't care. We aren't caught up in your love affair, and we'll never. All right, that's uh, Lord the, the Diamonds by Lord. No, I think 
Royals is Royals. the, the yes. song, but maybe the topic is geodes? Okay. Minerals? Royals okay. by Lord. He was golden... Golden... Uh, uh, it's uh, the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, so five golden 12, rings. 12 lords are leaping. 12 lords are leaping. Mm-hmm. Royals. Mm. You right? Any, you have any guesses for what might the fourth clue might be? So if this was lords... They're not in order, was, I should say. This is birds. round one, so you just, you know... Oh, could be, so, okay. Could yes. be any. Oh, so it's any. Yeah, so that's the connection. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Something with uh, birds, Five golden rings, the first mm-hmm. one, something geese, I heard. Geese-a-lang, I believe. Geese-a-lang. Uh, uh, I maybe, would say... Uh, let's hear clue four. See if you guys know it. Partridge family. Good job, Good job, guys. Uh, clue number one was Swans. Swans. With the song Screenshot from 2014. Right. Golden Earring, Radar Love, Lord Royals, and the Partridge family with I Think I Love You. Very clever. Very clever. Hey, hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey. We all win another slice of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> right, now it's going to make it a little harder. Yeah. Brought to you Other by Papa John's. <laughs> yeah. Papa John. Thank you again. <laughs> Calm down. Get a cup of coffee and taste pizza. <laughs> All right, round two. You guys ready for the first clue? Yes. Round right. two, clue one. Well, if you're looking for a good time, the part as you want, but you ain't gonna find the kind of good time you will. On Melvee Friday, Saturday evening, at the Top Hat Bar and Grill. Is that an ad? <laughs> the Top Hat <laughs> Bar and Grill, right off I-95 in the Bellway. Yeah, eat at Joe's. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, I don't know who that is. Any any ideas on who that is? No. Can't top say. Hat Bar and Grill is like thirty eight special or something. It sounded too. It didn't sound rocky enough. Sounds for like the lyrics special. could have been written by Billy Joel, but could, not sung. Could that by be Billy like Joel. a Chris Christopherson sure. song? Maybe. Yeah. It sounds exactly like Kenny Rogers or something. Yeah. Well, you know, like mm. so he was starting that movie Convoy in the the late seventies, and it's yeah. like it's not in that movie, but like yeah. it could be. Yeah. 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 It's almost. Okay. okay. I think we need a clue, too. All right, let's hear it. Home Depot. Get more done. <laughs> that is uh, the White Stripes with Hardest Button to Button. Okay. Was that oh, also in it. an ad? Are these ads? On? It, <laughs> it, I'm sure it was in an ad. It was uh, a Michel Gondry uh, oh, okay. video. Okay. That's the oh, one. Oh, you feel video. sorry for the little lamp, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. He directs the Home Depot. Good quizzing, Chris. Good quizzing. Okay. Uh, I feel like you guys are ready for clue number three. Do you have any uh, any ideas yet? White stripes, stripe stars, um, white Christmas. It's all Christmassy. White Christmas. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, don't I, know. Know. I need that third one. All right, let's hear clue number three. This is round two, clue number three. <laughs> All right, we got a 
Everybody Weezer, knows what that is. Yeah. Hash pipe. I Weezer was, hash pipe. I was writing down Green Day, but it's Green Album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greaser. Greaser. I like that. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Greaser hash Bella. pipe. Um, button. Anything with the names of the songs on this one? Hardest button to button. Chestnuts roasting. Oh, things in a snowman. Things in a snowman. The button eyes. The uh, the little pipe from Daddy's closet. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a corn cup. Yeah. And the top corn hat. And the top hat bar and go. So the top oh, hat. There is we go. Top hat. Yeah. So Cole may or may not be the things. That you need to create uh, Frosty the Snowman. Jack Frost. Um, where's the, where's the magic? What's, what's the fourth thing? Michael Keaton can tell you the answer to that. Right a carrot nose or a scarf. But probably carrot nose. The power of belief, maybe? Cole. <laughs> carrot, uh, a, record, a live recording of Carrot Top. Yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah, a Michael comedy Keaton's set. <laughs> yeah, I love, honestly, I love his audio. I love his audio. <laughs> 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 carrot Top. No props. <laughs> yeah, I'm just seeing you get to see this primary. All right, let's, uh, let's see how close you guys got with clue number four. Carrot Rope Pavement. That's what I'm going to guess. Okay, I think right. I did say cold. Actually, I, don't, I don't believe there's any carrot in the song, yeah. in uh, the Frosty Snowman song. It's uh, uh, the magic hat, magic yeah. top hat, uh, the button, the corncob pipe, and the eyes of coal. Yeah. Does okay. Carrot Top Great have stuff. any live comedy albums? No. Like CDs? <laughs> yeah. How? There's, how? How? Yeah. <laughs> Answer say. that question with a question. <laughs> uh, clue number one was Jim Croce with Top Hat Bar. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. White Stripes, Hardest Button to Button, Weezer Hash Pipe, and Lee Dorsey with Working in a Coal Mine. Okay. All right, you guys are doing great. We're doing great. Right. Chris Mostly is Chris. doing great. Mostly Chris. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy it's a real fucking we Christmas com- We got nut. comic relief over there in, yeah, yeah. in Nebraska, and I'm sitting here just yeah. enjoying my, my coffee and whiskey. <laughs> All right, so you guys have had pizza. two rounds to warm up. Now it's time to get serious. With round three, the is this last, the last round, the final round, final round, final frontier. Maybe you guys are picking up on a theme. Um, let's get the first clue. Here is clue one. Les Claypool nightmare. I, that, <laughs> I didn't even pick up a word in that. Not I was listening really hard. Maybe this is just like, a sound one. I can see the early 2000s music video that it's that it's set to. Yeah. That's the funny thing. Power of the donut. Power. Power of the donut. Something sounded yeah. like that. Oh, you guys are so close. Let's get Power Man Five Thousand. Clue number two. No oh, yeah. No way. No. It's not hard not enough. Not hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are pretty hardcore. You guys are really hardcore. <laughs> no, they're not even. Not hard enough. No. No. Power Man One Thousand. It did sound. Yeah. Power Man Five Hundred. Four thousand and nine hundred ninety nine. All right, let's give a listen to clue number two. Here's clue two.
Is that from the Orange County soundtrack? Uh, I don't think do, or, so. Do you, know, do you know the song? I know. I, I know. I've heard that. It was on a uh, compilation CD that I bought off like uh, the TV uh, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It took like a year to come in the mail. But anyway, that's the God. What's the name of that song? Right here, right now. Right here, right now. Okay. And it's I, should, I forget uh, the artist's name. I'm going to interrupt real quick by saying that I fucking love that song. Yeah. I think that song holds up really, really well. Um, From 1991. Great song. 91. 91? Okay. It's not... Uh, Good Lord. Think we need a uh, clue three? Mm. Yeah. Clue three. Mm. Clue three. Is that uh, maybe Florence and the Machine? I don't know. You look mad, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the topic of this one is unclear clues. Um, <laughs> let's think of other Christmas stuff. Are these Foggy be, windows. <laughs> are these names of reindeer? Are these names uh-huh. like Cupid? Mm. Mm-hmm. Comet. <laughs> on Dasher, on Blitzen. Prancer. S- is Taylor Swift... Let's see. Let's listen to the last clue. Yeah, see if yeah. we can work back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're it together. swinging and missing. This one is ones. hard, but okay. I, I hope you guys can. It's got it to. It's got to be a, a. I'm guessing an artist one because right here, right now, probably doesn't fit in any box. All right, here is round three, clue four. the artist that was prominently featured on one of our episodes and i am yeah this totally has got to be an artist I that title was on the lost in translation soundtrack that's right uh, of course how could i forget but who sings it can we hear that clue once more Making a song, I can't. No, it escapes me. It escapes me as well. Right. I'm useless I, here, guys. I'm lost. Oh, I'm lost. I think I gotta call it. This one is hard. If you guys uh, don't know us, at least one of them, maybe give it to us piecemeal. Uh, I gotta. I mean, if you know one of them, you'll you'll get the number four. It's just like Honey from 1984 uh, by the band Jesus Mary Chain. Yes. Oh, is this nativity scene? Uh, clue number three: skin. 2011 by Zola Jesus. Jesus. Uh, number two, Jesus Jones, right here, right now, mm-hmm. from 1991. Jesus Jones! And number That's one, right. Jesus Lizard, then comes mm-hmm. Dudley from 2009. Mm-hmm. Oops, all Jesus. Connection. <laughs> Oopsie. <is> Jesus. <laughs> all Jesus. Did it again, He's Jesus. <laughs> everybody, the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. Hey! Right there. Yeah. All right. Everyone's good. in a good mood. The songs yeah. are all sung by Jesus. <laughs> Two out of three isn't good enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Cam. Hey, 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 
good game. Ho, 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 everybody. I'm so nervous about that part because I think you got like, I, I, I might know musical theater better than everyone at this table. But oh, like, sure. Not, not, definitely. not 80s and 90s bands, that's for sure. No, Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones. That's my new exclamatory. Ah, Jesus, Jesus Jones. Jones. Jesus, Jesus Jones. Right here, right now? <laughs> the ghost of Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones. <laughs> oh, I like that. If they do it in an Irish language, that's how good. Would, how would Alan Rickman say that? Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones. Jesus, what should I get you for your birthday? Our Alan Jesus. Rickman is slowly turning into a Lorne Michaels. Jesus Jones. Do you want a Christmas present? I was wondering if I was going to just do Michael Caine this whole time. <laughs> yeah, where's Michael Caine in this movie? <laughs> it's... Right. Laura Letty, you got to fuck Rodrigo. How long have you worked here for? Yeah. And how long have you been in love with Rodrigo? You guys want to jump back into Love Actually? Yeah. We are coming back in on track 11. This is Otis Redding with White Christmas. I'll tell you one more time what I'm thinking about. I... Dreaming of a white Christmas day We'll there free Christmas call that I write you Otis Redding, the king. I love yeah. him, man. As, as weird as so it sounds. Singular. Oh, so singular. What a voice. Mm-hmm. When I was like a, a kid, I think I had a copy of a, a Black Crow CD that had their cover of Hard to Handle on it. And seeing Otis Redding's name on the, uh, the liner notes, I think was the first time. I was like, oh. Who's this guy? Yeah, who is this yeah, guy? Yeah, I love it. Only got better from there. Uh-huh. Sounds great. I, yeah, I'm a huge Otis Redding fan. Grew up like listening to Otis Redding. I think that... It's funny to think about. I think that every Christmas album is, to a certain degree, a Craven Enterprise. <laughs> sure. In that yeah, it's yeah. like... A West Craven Enterprise? There's nobody, <laughs> nobody, especially like a young artist, nobody's coming. It's like, you know what I really want to do is a fucking Christmas album. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've been like itching for. I mean, I'll and tell it's you like, from like, I love Christmas music. If I was a successful singer-songwriter, like I would be itching yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that's true, but I, I, I have no illusions that Otis Redding's like, uh, you know, he died really young and I, I don't believe that he got to a point where he's like, you know, I think it'd be really fucking cool to do it, you know, but you know, even back then, so he, this is, you know, a Stax Volt recording artist and, uh, I assume the backing band on this is Booker T and the MGs. And this is, in my opinion, the best possible scenario for like a Christmas album, Otis Redding and like the MGs mm. recording Christmas standards. And like, I listen to this song every year <laughs> for yeah. Christmas. I fucking love this. Well, song. he really makes it his own, right? I think is, is a big part of it. He's, He's not just, fulfilling some yeah. idea of what you're supposed to do with this music. It's not like uh, it. it's yeah. not trying to reinvent the song in in, right. a, in like a weird way, but it's it's you know making the song way better than it ever was. I thought <laughs> you were going to say I listen to the song every day. <laughs> I, no, I listen to the song every, every day morning. for one month out of every year. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a great song. This is on my Christmas playlist. 
and uh, and I'm happy to hear it. I do I do know what you're saying though. Like it's it does seem it's it's a late career move to be like, well, I can do a Christmas album, I guess. It's to like sort of be relevant. <laughs> I, mean, I think you're right. Even yeah. notorious bastard Miles Davis has a Christmas album. You know, notorious <laughs> bastard. I was I was watching like uh, oh, recently. Bill Simmons came out with a, he's producing these like uh, music documentaries and he did one about DMX and I didn't finish the whole thing, but when it's DMX coming out of prison, like uh, a year before he died and he comes out and he signs like a new record deal with a uh, Def Jam and it's kind of his redemption story. And as he's doing the paperwork, it's like, so, so we're signing you. So it's like the next album and also a Christmas album. What? Slide with some what? <laughs> He had that, he had that viral video of him singing Rudolph the red nosed reindeer though. Yeah. That's <laughs> and did you know, but I think like that had to be a reasoning behind it. Like, no, like that you, was probably the, the album that he was recording. That's <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, he's doing it like as a joke on a radio show and it's so good, but yeah, maybe, maybe not. It's amazing. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I, and I also remember like, uh, watching an interview. I think it was with Kenny G and he was talking about, it was, I think it was a documentary about the, uh, I think it was like Clive Davis yeah. and it was like a thing where <laughs> Kenny G was like, Clive Davis came to me as like, let's do a Christmas album. And Kenny G's like, Clive, I'm Jewish. And it's like, nobody fucking cares. <laughs> yeah, it and it was like his matter. biggest album, yeah. Kenny G's like biggest album his entire career. Oh, I bet. And that's like, you know. Yeah. Uh, this song is, uh, song is playing when uh, Judy tells John that all she wants for Christmas is him. And they kiss and he does a little hobbit dance on the <laughs> stairs and the nude stand-ins <laughs> fall in love. I'm happy that character never ran into Liam Neeson's character because it would have been a real Gandalf Bilbo situation. <laughs> yeah. It would have been like nuts. <laughs> oh, man. It's, yeah, Martin Freeman's great in this. I think uh, this is probably he's hot off uh, the British office. Uh, which oh, yeah. ended probably oh, a year before this, 2001, 2002, yeah. I think. Um, which I think is superior uh, in yeah, certain true. ways. I mean, be- only because it's like there was two seasons and then a special, a Christmas special, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, whereas the U.S. version went like twelve or like no, like eighteen seasons, something insane. Do you guys have any uh, favorite TV episodes of like Christmas specials? I think mine might be the uh, John Ham. Christmas special. Oh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror one? Ooh, yeah. yeah. I didn't Dark. see that one. Oh, it's so it's fucking it's disturbing. It'll fuck great. you up, man. <laughs> no, great. thank you. That's the thing. About, I never watched a lot of Black Mirror because yeah. I'm living it, baby. <laughs> why do I need Every to day. watch? Yeah, so why do I need to observe Every this thing? It's like, hey, man, like, I live in that yeah. tech dystopia. Like, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome, Andrew. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, when I was a kid, I, uh, I grew up so close to Canada that all my TV was coming from Vancouver, BC. And uh, there was a cartoon that I didn't realize at the time was a Canadian cartoon, but it was about these three raccoons. Yeah. One yeah. of them wore... Uh, the cool one had a, like a hockey, uh, like a hockey jersey, so I should have known. But uh, there was, um, in in my memory, it was an annual like Christmas episode that every year there'd be, an, but it might have just been the same one that they would air every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was that was my big like Christmas uh, special nice. in my life. There was a uh, my friend, a very funny comedian Scott Crisp, uh, tipped me off to a He Man episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where uh like these two kids whatever like 
you know, are in the He-Man universe, and they have to team up with uh, Skeletor uh, to like save Christmas or something. <laughs> Sounds amazing. And Skeletor the whole time, like he's the evil guy. He's like, God, Skeletor, come on now, you need to toughen up and let not let these kids get away with this. <laughs> like, but he keeps helping the kids. He's like, Yo, Skeletor. I love that. It's great. That's so sweet. So that's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Skeletor, Wyclef Jean, Chad Golf. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. And, uh, killing the segways tonight. Woo! Yeah, that was good. <laughs> this is Wyclef Jean featuring Charissa with Take Me As I Am. They call us ditch me before I had the bling play. I thought I'd end up in Sing Sing. Who would ever thought that we'd be doing our thing? I know I did a little cheating. But once I got caught, I sent you a dozen of roses. You sent them back and told me go to hell, but girl, you know that. You take me as I am. Even though my fam don't understand. Definitely not our uh, first Wyclef Jean on track listing. I know that um, he's been featured in the... Um, the episodes where we played covers blown the uh the game of unfortunate covers i think he had a, a weird cover he did with sting of a song <laughs> i definitely worked yeah. him into a super group once with a uh, gone until november what do you what do you got there chris oh. what are you poking around over there <laughs> oh, You're on your I was just, oh no i was looking at the this latest news story from my clef sean it's not even enough for um i think breaking news this just in from christopher darden this just live in the field take it away chris oh thank you uh why clef jean had an unfortunate incident on monday november 15th at the range rover leadership summit where he was seen lifting and then dropping jaguar land rover north america's president and ceo joe imberhart on his head whoa oh my god what happened Hit pause and watch the video. It's great. Uh, Wyclef Jean uh, threw the CEO on his shoulders, and then as he's kind of like leaning over to put him down, like uh, his, <laughs> just the CEO's, yeah, just like his head just goes way uh, head first. Dude, on it. Oh, Wyclef. Can't Dude. catch a break. You, you, you not, embezzle some money from Haiti and then you can't guy, yeah. catch a break. He was Take like me as I am. Riding high, he was going to run for the presidency in Haiti, and then it turned out he was embezzling a bunch of. Uh, like charity funds which listen supposedly. we all know <laughs> <laughs> who among us <laughs> yeah show of hands <laughs> I do Chris I do love the idea of the bit of the uh, the reporter where it's like we got breaking news you're like ah it's not that it's really not that big of a live view in the field like, what, yeah. what is it like down there it's like ah you know uh, I mean it's not I that big of a deal really he was sorry <laughs> Um, breaking honestly. is that the right word? Yeah, excellent reporting from Christopher Dart. No, thank you very much. <laughs> I wouldn't say breaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, White Glove John. This song, uh, the song is sucky. It's a, a little bit. It's a song. It's a song. It's funny. Like um, it's, the weird thing about this movie is it doesn't seem as dated as it probably should. Maybe it's because it's like a British film, or maybe yeah. it's because I've seen it a lot. But I don't really like think of it as taking place that far in the past. But That's whenever true. Wyclef like pops on, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, this was a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, this is an older movie. The dynamics at play do seem dated. Like relationships have come yeah. a long way since 2003, I guess, which and is surprising. Also maybe the almost uh, 20 years ago. Some oh. of the necklines the, might be a little jarring. Some of the turtlenecks. The turtlenecks. 
Okay, maybe they're coming back. Shout out to uh, Carolyn Page, but I went to a Christmas party at uh, her, Carolyn Page, friend of the pod. She was on an episode of ours. Um, uh, I went to a Christmas party at her house where we watched Love Actually and took a drink every time a new turtleneck appeared on stage. <laughs> oh, and you're, you're still you're here alive. today. And I'm still oh my God, alive congratulations. Yeah. congratulations. I think it's uh, over 25. <laughs> Over twenty five. Uh, Colin Firth alone has a prodigious collection in this film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the turtleneck budget on this movie is over a hundred thousand dollars. Not kidding. <laughs> that seems like unbelievable. <laughs> did, did you guys find yourselves rooting for um, the romance between Colin Firth and the uh, housekeeper no. to uh, come to fruition? You just don't know a lot about her, right? right? Ultimately, I think that's a bad luck. I don't think you uh, you hook up with the staff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's you know it's sort of a colloquial expression to rebound. And also, I feel like there's something uh, super like uh, British about this notion of of uh, taking like a car to Marseille and rescuing somebody from that hellhole. Yeah. You're like, yeah. no, like Marseille is way cooler than London. Stay in France. I would much yeah. rather be a waiter in Marseille than a fucking working in a magazine in london or like join her in portugal yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go back to portugal portugal's very near like yeah. what it's <laughs> nice there is a thing that so colin firth his character early on in the movie comes home from he's at a wedding of the other characters and he comes home early and his supposedly sick girlfriend mm-hmm. is uh having an affair with his brother which is fucking brutal but there's it highlights kind of there, there's a problem of timeline in this in that there's a lot of stories that should be unfolding over months or years. Love actually has plot holes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> this one's like a little, so he breaks up and then by the end of the movie, he's uh, engaged to somebody who he's never actually had a conversation with. Yeah. Not that great. Yeah. Like this is six weeks. Let's say I think the movie starts six yeah. weeks yeah. since That's the first right. day. Countdown. We meet him and but then, uh, during the same time play. frame, yeah. uh, Liam Neeson has buried his wife and met somebody new. Yeah. That's also fucking jarring. Ugh, that's yeah. That's pretty brutal. Um, I was just going to say to <laughs> fall in love with someone that doesn't speak, uh, you don't speak the same language. Like that is something that you might be in the infatuation phase for like three weeks. And then I think reality uh, hits you like a train. <laughs> You're like, I cannot yeah. communicate with this person I've just proposed to. Like, yeah. it, don't do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you guys <laughs> you want to cheer up with uh, Please. track 13. Yeah. Let's lighten it up with track 13. This is uh, Olivia Olson with all I want for Christmas is you. This is another uh, another example of something that I like to see, where it's a a song that exists in the movie that is included on the soundtrack in its actual version, which is uh, cool to me. So this is like the the big kind of I guess climax of the film where everybody ends up at 
it's not just one school's holiday uh, Christmas celebration. It's they like combined a combined schools. Several schools. What's what's going on with Christmas it's, in the UK? It's a ch- children's <laughs> uh, Christmas pageant. I don't know. You know. It's, it's it's fun. It's I'm fun. I'm the first lobster. There is more than one lobster. lobster. Pressing at the birth of Jesus. <laughs> uh, but this quite is, a lot of arms, David. <laughs> we should say we haven't talked at all. So Liam Neeson is the stepfather to a young boy, Jojen Reed, who mm. uh, was in Game of Thrones. Very mm. good. Um, and I just then, don't know the actor's name. I'll tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> and then so his her his mother has passed away, um, but he. He's not upset about that as much as he's upset about being in love with an American girl who turns out to be able to sing really well. And this is her it's singing. That's Sam, played by uh, Thomas Sangster. Yeah. yeah. And he is 13 in this movie and and reads about, like, yeah. four a wee boy. He's a wee boy. Could not be smaller. He looks like yeah. Martin Freeman out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he. But I think the kid's really good. Uh, Liam Neeson, I don't know... He is really great. I mean, there's that scene on the park bench when he's like, well, I know I should be sad about mom, but I'm actually in love. It's like, it's really like, yeah. it's heartwarming. It's sweet. It's like mm-hmm. a nice storyline because it's like the the kid's dealing with grief in his own way. But like Liam Neeson needs that journey that the kid, that the boy's going on to yeah. like help him process his grief. It's quite, mm-hmm. it's quite charming. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons I think people like this movie and I sort of like this movie. It's like, it's, it sweeps you along. I think mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like the most, maybe too hard. Kind of, I feel like the most touching moment in the movie is kind of glossed over, or at least it seemed to me and that there's one point, um, I, I think right after this performance where the kid calls him dad, where he'd been calling him, but it's like, this is another, so we're looking at the relationships in this movie where it's really just kind of said in passing that he's the stepdad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, uh, and there's no explanation why there's no actual father. There's kind of like, but like through the movie, he's calling Liam Neeson by his first name, not Liam, whatever the character's fucking Daniel name is. I don't know. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And that there's like one moment where he calls him dad, but even like uh, Liam Neeson, because he seems touched for a moment and then Claudia Schiffer shows up. And then he gets horny, and you're like, oh. <laughs> like, no, your story should just be about yeah. connecting with your stepson, who's your son now. Well, this like, is, that's, you that's like that a beat, huge story. You know that beat in that scene when, like, the two kids then are like, oh, it seems like my dad's going to fuck your mom. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look at each other, they're like, yeah, boy. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I'd be like, wise beyond Don't come to school on Monday. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. kick your fucking ass. <laughs> Yeah. It's uh, Claudia Schiffer playing uh, the role of Carol. In a world where Claudia Schiffer exists apart from this character. I, I like to think this is in the uh, Taken universe in that, um, you know, oh. everything has been taken from Liam Neeson. <laughs> He'll be here to avenge my wife's death. <laughs> uh, it, it would play. You could, maybe a little bit of legwork and you could figure it out. Yeah. Guys, how about uh, track number 14? Yeah, let's do it. This is The Beach Boys with God Only Knows. God only knows what I'd be without you. If you should ever leave me, will life still go on? Believe me, the world could show nothing to me. So what good would Knows what I'd be without you. All right, 
Brian Wilson uh, for maybe the 87th time on track list. What else can we say about Brian Wilson that hasn't already been said? This is probably my second favorite Beach Boys song, and it's a great song. Well, good vibrations. Surfing yeah. USA. No, <laughs> I'm a good vibration. Bob Rand. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything with a theremin, you know. Right Ooh. Ooh. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah, and it is a holiday song. It's got the little sleigh bells. Yeah, yeah. In does, the it does have the sleigh bells. And this this song's like playing during the coda, right? Where it's taking place like mm, a, maybe yeah. a month later, where everybody is at the airport for some reason. Yeah. The, uh, there's a Radiohead song that has uh, like sleigh bells in it. I think Paranoid Android has uh, the sleigh bells Great in it. Great Christmas song. Very, Very Christmas it's song. the best yeah. holiday song <laughs> of the season. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, there's one thing, something that's been looming over us in this entire episode that we haven't mentioned. Yeah, really? Yeah. It's important and to establish how this movie 9/11. opens. <sighs> it ends and begins in an airport. Uh, we were we were laughing. Uh, not I mean, well, Chris, you do the best Hugh Grant. And he uh, has the line here at the beginning. Um, love um, actually persists. Um, I don't remember after nine eleven people uh, not hiring each other. Line two brings up the when the planes hit the towers, and then it's like something about they had to get a studio note that's like, look, airport, we gotta mention. I know, yeah. 9-11. It's only been a year and some change. We're four. Yeah. We're all New Yorkers at this point. I feel like we can all say we're all New Yorkers, yeah. right? And uh, we're watching this British film. And just to be like, you know, the funny thing about love, 9-11. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah, they get right in there. It they blow past jarring, it. I thought. I was just like, no, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I, I think it was just, I mean, more fodder for like how warped our mindset was for like the next three years. And that like, remember like, X-Men 2 came out in 2002 and it was like, well, now we got to call it X2 United. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And then what was the... Um, well, Spider-Man famously had to edit out twin, the Twin Towers in right. footage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was one yeah. of the, Advertising uh, the, the promos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the Amanda Bynes movie where she goes to England? And then oh, then on the posters, she yeah. had Euro trip. It was just like a, 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 a young rom com. And she was doing the peace sign on the poster. And they had, they had to retract the poster. Like the <laughs> no, no, no. That she wanted no, peace. No, no, no. And people were like, ah, peace. That, that's a lot. We, right want, war. we want war. <laughs> and so the, there's another oh poster, and they just like digitally put her arm down. They just like flipped it around. She's wow, flipped, I, flipped I, the I, the I didn't know that. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, I man. just think like, uh, I don't know. There was studio magic, yeah, everybody. <laughs> Track 15, uh, Lyndon David Hall with All You Need Is Love. Nothing you can make that can't be made No one you can save that can't be saved Nothing you can do that you can learn how to be you Time is easy guys feel about this cover well, I, I, sort of, I think that's a cover i sort of call this guy <laughs> I, I, I used to call this guy not tay diggs because I, I used to be convinced it was tay diggs 
Ah. Oh, the- which would make sense for this era. Like, it's like, yeah, oh, we should is say, that Tay Diggs? So he's yeah. in the movie performing. This isn't like really the version that's in the movie, but kind of the version that's in the movie. Yeah, he's uh, the surprise musical guest of the wedding towards the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's a uh, Kira Knightley and Andrew. Or, uh, excuse me, Chewedel. Yeah, Chewedel out of four. And this is this is kind of a weird scene in that. Uh, so the best man has arranged a surprise so that as they're, after they're married, they're leaving the church and this guy pops up, people start playing this song when it should just be like a, you know, whatever funeral dirge people leave. <laughs> but, anyway, it so starts happening, but it's like, uh, in my opinion, it goes a little bit too far where brass sections start popping out of the, uh, slide the guitar man yeah. pops out of the pew. Yeah. So there's are a guy with like, a trombone these... wearing like all denim and it, at, by, at a certain point. Like they're like halfway down and you're like, I don't know if these people have any friends because uh, they didn't notice that like half the people right. are just paid musicians yeah. in this wedding. Well, yeah, maybe the, their friends are musicians. That's what I've always wondered. Is it like, are they mm. just plants or are they like, they see, somehow they, they all play too perfect. Good. Yeah, the brass <laughs> section was too professional. Right? <laughs> and they're really padding out the, the chapel there. And one of them like was just like, I'll... I'll do the gig, but I'm just going to wear a denim jacket. I'm not like dressing up. Dressing up. Yeah. I'm not going to dress right. up. Did you not get the, the note? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I like to, to, I wish they would cut to a friend that was like, I was, I had to stand in the back. There's a lot of brass in the, uh, <laughs> couldn't get into the fucking wedding section, man. Did you, Come on. did you bring a trombone? <laughs> I, think when, I think when I first I saw this, I can't say anything. I, I, I promised I'd keep it a surprise. I think I was going through a big Beatles phase when this, uh, movie came out. I must've been uh, sophomore in high school, I think. And uh, when the scene happened, I was like, can you just believe that? This is just amazing. What a cover. <laughs> I should, best man. Okay, oh, okay. Speaking, speaking of the song as we just listened to it, um, for the period and for the context of this film, and that this is like, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, this isn't like on the guy's album or whatever. They hired him to do the thing for the movie. This is like not a bad cover. No, it's, it's kind good. of like fucking good. Nice. I should say that uh, the artist like kind of tragically passed away. I think a few years oh, after oh this goodness. film from uh, from cancer, but uh, it's fucking it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have no issue with the cover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's way better than has any right to be, in my yeah. opinion. I think it's um, this is before it's no sugar babes. No, it's not sugar babes. <laughs> well, it's no sugar girls allowed. Teach, teach his own. <laughs> girls allowed. Uh, but I think this was um, before wedding culture got completely out of control. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this, uh, I do I, feel like it might have you know, know, lit the fuse the on some slope terrible to, uh, YouTube weddings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brazilla. Well, just like, <laughs> like the crazy. I got a yeah. <laughs> isn't it, isn't it, we spent a lot of time trashing Maroon 5 on this but isn't it, didn't they release a number where like they went to weddings in LA and like surprised people playing yeah. some number and it's sort of oh, like you God. just like ruined these people's weddings <laughs> <laughs> You thought that wouldn't it blow their minds? You know? <laughs> How dare you think this is what they want? Yeah, it's Dude, truly. They did the exact same thing to my Super Bowl a few years ago. <laughs> just fucked it up. I just watched the Super Bowl and wouldn't you know it? I was just trying How to. How do you have... feel about Coldplay? What are your thoughts on Coldplay? <laughs> 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 All right, Nicky, what do we have next? It looks like track 16 and 17 is uh, Craig Armstrong twice in a row, double Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, strap in, folks. Arms strong. <laughs> this nice. is a Glasgow love theme. 
Glasgow, one of the most mispronounced words of uh, 2021 I read this how, week. How is it supposed to be pronounced? I, th- I think people Glasgow. are saying Glasgow. It's better, it's better if you do it. Yeah, Glasgow. Glasgow. That's yeah, good. That's good. Dialect, so thank you. Uh, you know, no uh, soundtrack would be complete without a little bit of score at the end. Yeah, I, think, I feel like. Uh, how are you guys feeling about this track? I there's a lot of score in the film. Uh-huh. The score is very present. Lifting, there's a right? lot, a lot, yeah. and it's yeah. maybe a little over on parts, but I think it's like a decent score. I think that we. Um, I, I know that there are people that are are very interested in score, and I know that when I was attempting to to download uh, the soundtrack, I was finding a lot of the score, and. Uh, I don't want to uh, rain on people's parades who, who love to hear score. I'm not so interested in it. It works well in the film. I don't remember a scene in Glasgow, so maybe I'm a little confused. I don't this know is, where the name comes from. Yeah, this is uh, it's playing uh, when he's got the you know the most beautiful thing I've ever seen camera on her <laughs> face. That's the, talking about the male gaze. This is yeah, uh, yeah. Kira Knightley's. Uh, what was his exit strategy on that? Did he get carried he away have, with just one, filming man. the face? Mm-hmm. And it seems like he then, edited it together. Yeah, it was, I mean, it he's was an artist. Edited, right? It was pre-edited. By the time she saw it, it on was a tape. lot of like cuts. On tape, it takes forever. A lot of cuts. He <laughs> put it onto VHS. Hopefully, not to like. I like that he's you know, he, you know off to or whatever. He's trying know. to brush it off, oh, like uh, like you know, she's begging to see the tape of the, her wedding. Oh, and he's sad, like, but fuck oh, you. I think I deleted it. I, and as she comes over to his place, it's the first. It's like right, <laughs> so it's like funny, top man. of the shelf. He watches it every morning. <laughs> yeah, I, it's this guy's a fucking he, creep. Yeah, yeah. She walks in. I wish that, yeah. I I wish that it right. picked up some of the. Oh, look at you! Oh, the camera mic. Beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, the bride. You're so right. That's like, that's his masturbatorium tape. <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, uh, I don't, I, there, there's, so, I, there's so many versions of that where, like, if you were in love with a bride and, like, maybe you were, maybe, like, it's the level that you would have to be to be like, look at that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's all our feet. I'm gonna put it's that on like, there. It's like, yeah. is it, there's a there's a scene yeah, at, like, there's a scene at the wedding toes, right where he's open toed. Uh, open toed. We got open toes. Everybody. He's, he's sitting there on the dance floor and he's kind of got the camera down like in his crotch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, is it Laura Lenny? Laura Lenny confronts him. Yeah, yeah, yeah comes yeah, over yeah. and he quickly closes the camera as yeah. if he's not filming anything. It's like, bro, you're up to no good. Mm. But I see you. I see you. But also like to fuck up somebody's wedding video is like a big deal well, too no but they talk about they hired uh somebody to professionally do it and they're yeah, that's right yeah. they like fucked up so there was no wedding video there was no wedding okay. but then also that makes, that makes it weirder because Sorry. i just assumed that they were kind of like we got maybe friends playing music we don't know and maybe this guy who seems to be doing so much like oh the wedding dj the, the, the worst man. wedding dj of all time yeah. yeah but the best man does like He's responsible he's, for like the, he should the be bachelor busy, party. Yeah, yeah the stag but during party. the wedding, you're not really. But he seems to have orchestrated the entire wedding. But then it's like, I just if he's not responsible for actually doing the wedding, the video for the wedding, hmm. it's super weird that he's taping the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. he might okay. be trying to make up for, I guess, the joke that they made about him bringing in oh uh, my God. male prostitutes. Uh, right, this is the case of the not gays. Yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Full circle. Uh-huh. I don't, I, so maybe he fucked up so bad during the stag party. Like, bringing prostitutes to a stag party is like, whoa, Jesus, man, enough. I thought that, I took it as like kind of a... I took it as like a transphobic joke. I yeah. thought that it no, no, was, yeah, 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 for sure. And it's, I mean, yeah, it was the time it was, but it's like, dude, 
I don't know what the fuck's going on with this story. I wish the story was not in it. Yeah. And it's That's like, weird. you know, I brought up the Dylan thing. The Was it the subterranean homesick blues? Like the mom's on the telephone. You know, it's like the lyrics. Yeah. It's like, I even remembered it different where it's become kind of a meme. The guy shows up and then he's like, right. plays a thing. And I was like, I kind of remembered it doing something but instead he's just like i really love you yeah. but that's fine and i'm just gonna leave now yeah, and then don't she say anything him. stay quiet <laughs> it's like this is not this is not, this is not great for anybody this is just bad and it's an iconic scene that you think about when yeah, you yeah. think about the movie and you're like no it accomplished nothing he yeah, was just yeah. like please it's not even it's not you're like great. there's no settling like nobody nobody should feel better after that Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, like, uh, they didn't paint the the actual groom to be a dickhead. So yeah. it's not like in most movies you would be like, either root. You're not rooting. For, I don't know who you're rooting for. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. People yeah. love reading cue cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what have we learned? <laughs> it would have been great if instinctively she just started reading them out loud. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not SNL. You're not on SNL. No, 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 no. no. I love ladies you. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. I'm sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, who was saying? Stick with us. <laughs> Guys, I've got breaking news. Oh. Track, no. track 17 is by Craig Armstrong. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Yeah. This is track 17. This is PM's love theme. So I do really like the score of this movie. I think Craig Armstrong really turned out for this thing. And, and like we discussed, it does a lot of the heavy lifting. And one of my favorite little touches he does is I don't know exactly what wood, woodwind instrument it is, but like anytime someone does something like a little mischievous or like some kind of like, there's like a doo-doo-doo. And it's like, it's this great little like sort of like touch. And like, like if you're not paying flutter. attention mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. movie, to what they're saying, it's like mm-hmm. Alan Rickman just might have yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Alan Rickman is like, <laughs> like trying oh. to grab his employee's ass and it's like, no, it's cute. It's, it's like, just a like little, the oboe from fucking Peter it, and the Wolf. That's right. It's, 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 I was it's just going to say it's a real Peter and the Wolf yeah, situation yeah, yeah. where it's like yeah. just like here's the the character of the mischievous scamp will be played by the oboe. It's, you know, it's, it's teaching. It's a it's a yeah, cute yeah. little thing. I almost wish like other movies would have more of like that connective tissue between mm-hmm. the score because so often you know the score comes in much later than the film has been cut and it's yeah. cut to the movie and it really feels like they needed that. Yeah, yeah, element to help guide the, yes. the story along. I think the mm-hmm. score works really. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. The only thing that I'm upset about is this song's called uh, the PM's Love Theme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when we all know that it's uh, Jump. For, uh, <laughs> uh, for, for the listeners at home, Caleb, PM is a, it's the Prime Minister. Yeah, prime Minister, thank you, Caleb. It's like a president, but uh, less, so less scary. The I um, love you, and I'm uh, oh. Prime Minister. Uh, of course, you know that you're my uh, employee. But um, um, I've come to your home because I, uh, they told me where you live. Um, <laughs> there's a way. There's a scene where he's trying to play it cool when he says hello to Natalie, and he yeah. does this like little hand wave, yeah. and then he immediately is like rough on himself. He's like, oh, what the fuck, is dude? And no point did i believe you could ever be a prime like you would never get to that point and be that self-deprecating like there's no way 
yeah. speech number one, you're like, eh, what was this guy's me? platform, right? I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah. It seems like he got there. What was he running on? Yeah. He got there on accident. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's really What's that weird. Robin, head of state? No, yeah. no, no. That's Chris Rock. What's the, the one where um, Robin Williams becomes president? Uh, it's like election something yeah. or, or some swing vote or no. Something vote. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a- Dude, the weird thing about the Hugh Grant story, one of the many weird things, <laughs> is that so uh, the girl he has a crush on has like the awkward interaction with the sleazy American president. Yes, fine. But then Hugh Hugh Grant like reassigns her. Yeah, because I think that internally he realizes that his feelings are going to. Start an international conflict. Yeah, he's like, this is, this is inappropriate, <laughs> it's, it's whatever. <laughs> but they're, you know, from her point of view, it must seem like she got fired and she tries to apologize for being victimized, which is fucking yeah. sick, right? Which is like understandable from her point of view. This is the fucking prime minister. He should be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like cause any sort. But then he never actually gets around to like telling her that it's not her fault. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like nobody ever tells her it's not her fault. Yeah. They just start fucking making out. She gets sexually harassed. She and gets then sexually fired harassed. Because of it in her mind. And, and like reassigned. And yeah. then he just shows up and they start making out. I'm like, at least in the car, there should be something where he's like, no, I, yeah. that's not why I reassigned you or something. I, There's an octopus between them. So. <laughs> wow. I did a. Yeah, yeah. That's not even a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's a real octopus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was laughing. Uh, so he, yeah, he fires Natalie. She's reassigned, and then there's a shot of like the new Natalie, who is a more homely-looking woman, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and dude, there's some weird thing. <laughs> His like uh, want, chief man? of staff or whatever the the black woman that works yeah, for him when he like, when he's like asks her to reassign him she's like really thrilled by it she's like done and you're <laughs> like, like what? wait what I think wait. she I think she wants to get him laid I think that's sort of like she's like, <laughs> I like this guy and I want to take care she's of like him wing yeah. woman she had like a weird yeah, thing kinda, where it's yeah. like I don't know if she had a thing for him how much do you think they had to pay Billy Bob Thornton to be clean shaven for this role two thousand and three a prodigious amount. It's got, it's got a lot of uh, it's got to refrigerate those vials of blood. Well, he, so it's yeah. funny, right? Because he's not given top billing, so he's supposed to he's supposed yeah, he's to be barely, like a he's surprise. Oh, he's, 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 he's like, he's a, like a surprise, yeah. yeah. Sure. Dude, honestly, I think that that is one of the business models of like the Gary Marshall holiday films is that they'd be like, listen, show up, no heavy lifting. You can like read up. You know, we'll put them. Yeah earpiece in we'll hold up the cue cards three weeks on set no it's like three days oh wow it's like you're only interacting with three other people we're gonna do it all in one shot and then you're out of there yeah and we're not going to ask you to do any of the promotion or whatever. Yeah. I was listening to a Mark Marin episode with cool. uh, Alfred Molina when he's talking about doing uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah. He was there for like half a day. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. flew him in and he like he was like, ah, what's He didn't song? know that song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was like a late replacement. What's that song called? A Night uh, Sister Christian? Sister, Sister Christian. Night Ranger. Night Ranger, yeah. He was like, I was on the airplane like mouthing along the lyrics. He's like, I'd never heard the song before. <laughs> he fucking kills it. I That's think with a lot of those Movie magic, everybody. Movie magic. just like pop an ambient on the airplane and then by the time they wake up they're on the airplane back home yeah yeah <laughs> guys i should have mentioned that was the penultimate track we were pulling into the last track hey, on the hey. love actually soundtrack <laughs> this is uh track 18 this is gabrielle with sometimes we have our highs and lows just like everybody 
Doesn't mean that we walk away We work through our mistakes Sometimes I love you Sometimes I don't That I never, ever, never want to let you go The road's not easy But feeling strong It's the little things that keep me holding on 18 tracks, the very even number of tracks. How do you guys feel about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always good when you end on an even number. This is a, she's a British um, R- R&B singer, although this sounds like a kind of suspiciously country to me. Mirror Universe, Dolly Parton. Yeah. yeah. Black yeah. Mirror, Dolly Parton. God damn it. Stop <laughs> bringing race. I, don't, I do not remember when, where this is. Is this in the movie? I, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't I don't clock it. it I didn't clock movie. it. I didn't see Maybe it. Maybe this is inspired by... Probably only the Portuguese <laughs> release. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh you mentioned the whole Portuguese. <laughs> it's just Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know about this, but this is not a remarkable song for me, good or bad. Yeah. Sometimes. We're like, never. <laughs> never? Oh! <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> You guys got anything on Gabrielle? Anything else on Gabrielle? I, I'm, unfortunately, I don't know much about her. I wish there was more Craig Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll tell you the truth. It's really hard to get a hold of the full, like a physical copy of the full score, which says oh, really? it goes for hundreds of dollars. A like, uh, CD or vinyl? Or both. both. Yeah, it's yeah. just in, completely impossible to get a real, oh, wow. get a cheap copy of it. We but, had a hard time finding the soundtrack to uh, Idle Hands. Oh, that, yeah, that was sent like in a, by a very generous listener, but very hard amazing. to track down. Just even to find a digital copy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just, just like it's really. It's I can find a digital copy of the score for you. Yeah, that'd yeah, be great. I'll send it your way. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, message Caleb for a digital copy of the score, uh, listeners. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, who's your source? Name your source. Every every day when I get up, I have to like swim out of my apartment to score everywhere. Just useless score. <laughs> Guys, that is the soundtrack to Love Actually. Oh, what a soundtrack. All right. Recco. That's a long Great boy. Yeah, yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. Flew by. <laughs> we uh, need to rate and review. Rate and review out of, uh, I think we agreed to do out of uh, 15 copies of Joni Mitchell. Double is that a double disc, Joni? Both sides now is a double disc. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so both sides. That's what it appeared like. I have it actually. Fifteen point oh. That's thirty. So really talking about thirty discs. Yeah. (laughs) Thirty discs. For this episode in particular, (laughs) how many Joni? We would appreciate if you would cut into uh, only half units. So fifteen and a half. (laughs) I'm confused already. (laughs) I don't know what's happening right now. Chris, you have to lead off. That's a if we could hear. It's a Christmas tradition. Your most favorite, least favorite tracks, and out of 15 copies and your of fa- Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now. <laughs> your favorite relationship, relationship? plotline. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right, I'll do that too. Your favorite, least favorite uh, uh, plotline. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, is, this episode's never ending. Yeah. Plotline. <laughs> never ends. Um, I'm going to say uh, John and Judy. Uh, oh, as the stand ins? Yeah, the stand ins. Why not? That's fine. It's, uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> Cut them out. I don't know. Because take him or leave him. I don't care. I don't care. Said, Why um, not? Colin, <laughs> Colin, played by Chris Marshall, when he goes to America. Um, I just didn't. I was like, I don't need any of this. Yeah, uh, yeah, get it out yeah, of the movie. Yeah. That should have been cut out. Yeah. Uh, in the Philippines version. I am going to rate this. Uh, oh, we need the songs. Is, well, okay. most favorite, least favorite songs. Uh, favorite song, I think, is uh, "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. It's pretty tough to to beat that one for me. 
Um, I think there were some other great songs played in the movie that we didn't hear. Um, Bye Bye Baby uh, by the Bay City Rollers. I, yeah. like, I like that song a lot. Um, I think we get rid of Sugar Babes, Too Lost in You. I think that's my least favorite. Okay. It does not transfer the girl group stuff. Uh, I mean, that's a British thing, clearly. Uh, get it out of here. I hope uh, bad things happen to them. What? Uh, no, <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. Merry uh, Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sugar Babes, I, I wish you well. Happy Christmas. Um, I'm going to give this... It's a, it's a pretty strong soundtrack. All in all, you got some Otis Redding. You got uh, Olivia Olsen. Uh, you got Lyndon David Hall with it, which is a nice thing. You put this on in your Christmas party and listen to it all the way through, and it's pretty darn good. So yeah. I'm going to give this... Those people are going to come back to your next Christmas party. I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this a 12.5 Joni Mitchell CDs. All right. All right. All right. Who's next? All right, Nikki, why don't you go next? Let's see, favorite track, least favorite track. I'm going to say favorite track is Otis Redding, White Christmas. Nice. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. And um, I'm going to say least favorite track is uh, the last track, track 18, Sometimes by Gabrielle. I'm not sure what that track is. Yeah. Didn't yeah. need it. Didn't I mean, it. It, there's something to be said for a track not even being in the movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then 18 tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's this coming from? But, um, you know, overall, I think the soundtrack is uh, enjoyable to listen to and uh, definitely puts me in the Christmas spirit this season. I got to give this a pretty good rating. I'm going to come in at a 11.5. Uh, Jonies. Nice. Nice. Jonies. Nice. And uh, favorite uh, relationship <laughs> plot line. Glad we're sticking with the bed. <laughs> I'm going to say the, uh, for my favorite relationship, uh, plot line in love actually is going to be between Bill Nye and, uh, Gregory Fisher, Billy yeah. and Joe. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a good the, one. The, uh, the bond of friendship. Mm. Yes. Manager. But producer. it may be more than that. Unclear. But I think it's the bond of friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've been through thick and thin together. Yeah. They've done terrible things. <laughs> I love Bill Nye in this movie. He's great, man. He's also great in Hitchhikers. Anyway, that's for another episode. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, how do you feel? Favorite track, least favorite track? Thank you, Nikki. Favorite relationship plot line? And uh, how many Jonies are we talking about? I'm going to start with the relationship plot line. My my favorite is uh, Bill Nye and his manager. I think that... It's funny. I I, I, I didn't know I could do that, by the way. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> well, what I, when I think about yeah, I uh, when I'm looking at these, I think that you know there there's a relationship, a type of loving relationship that's probably not represented enough, like a platonic relationship of people who you know have like spent their lives together and supported each other in like a non-romantic setting. And I think that it's like especially touching. I mean, I you know I love you guys. I love you guys. Oh, and it's too. like, it kind of right. reminds me of, you know, my love for my friends. And that's like, I thought it was really touching. And I think, um, the flip side of that was the, the artist in love with his, uh, his best friend's girlfriend for no reason or best friend's wife yeah. was the, uh, the creepiest and most like unrelatable and therefore my least favorite plot line. <laughs> least favorite plot line. Fucking gross. Uh, <laughs> get into the tracks. Favorite track. I mean, this is, it's a little bit of a hedge. My favorite song, obviously, is God Only Knows, but I think I'm going to pick Otis Redding, White Christmas, because this is a Christmas episode, and that's, like, such a great Christmas song, and it's a, it's a way better Christmas song than you would ever expect to show up uh, on a soundtrack from 2003. You can see my doodles of not liking songs, which is just a uh, down arrow. <laughs> down arrow. <laughs> 
fucking <laughs> <laughs> pretty grim. Uh, I think for my least favorite, I might go with the cover of Jump for My Love by Girls Aloud. Oh. Only in that I really like the original and, uh, you know, a bad cover. Yeah. It hurts me. Yeah. It hurts to me the more than, sisters. than like a, a mediocre original. And uh, out of Joni's... Um, All is, the Jonies. There's there's a lot of filler on here. I you know I think uncharacteristically the covers are maybe some of the highlights. Um, I might give it a better rating if they included the version of Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now that I prefer the original version. I will give this an eight point five Jonies. Okay. Right, right. Thank you, Caleb. All right, Andrew. Both tough. Andrew, Andrew, send us home. Hello. Thank you so Hello. much for bringing this wonderful. Yeah. 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 We're handing you the charts. Huh? I know. I don't even know how to do it. I don't know what the to do. The star charts. You got to like. Um, all bing, bang, thing. boom in here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I really do. I probably if we're just regarding like the the least problematic relationship yeah i think we're gonna have to go with bill and joe i think you know, bill and uh, joe yeah so that's definitely my favorite friendship um yeah i just really don't like andrew lincoln's character in this so that has to be <laughs> yeah. he's favorite. a villain just truly he's awful yeah I just like there's no defense of this right it's Pecker, just bad creep. behavior yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite track is is just has to be Ava Cassidy's Songbird because that's how I was mm. introduced to her music and, and mm-hmm. it became you know something I really I really treasured and I really uh, appreciate it. Yeah, it's just funny that the you way you get about. introduced to, to songs is something like you know fairly facile and a little like silly and sweet, but then it's it's a nice thing you have in your life. Uh, and probably the least the song I, I think least of is uh, Wycliffe's. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, I know. It's like you don't, you don't what, even want to think about the, it. What you? was the title of the track? <sighs> Take me as I am. Yeah, Wyclef. Oh, that's that's a fucking good pick. That's a good bad pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, bad you know, pick. and I, I think I have to agree with Caleb. Like, it does feel like sometimes there's a lot of filler, but going over it song by song, you know, it sort of made me appreciate the whole thing a little bit more. And I might have to go as far as eleven Jonies. I mean, that's a little oh, dramatic. Oh, I was thinking about like seven Jonies, but no, juiced it up. Is it good? I think that's. That's that's lower than Chris's. I I had the highest so far. You always have the highest. (laughs) I I like everything, guys. (laughs) All right, guys. I think that's going to take us right into recommended track. And uh, our theme for this episode is our favorite holiday track. And uh, Andrew, do you want to lead us off? I do. Your favorite holiday song. I have a really, uh, there's a lovely version of White Christmas that Broadway's own Audra McDonald does, and it sort of feels like she just got in the recording booth, and they're like, yeah, we can sing the song, or you can just vocalize, and it turns out really nicely. Let's hear a little bit of White Christmas by Audra McDonald.
Roger McDonald. You guys feeling the Christmas spirit tonight? Yeah, they got me sad. It's a sad song. Like, oh, man, it's a sad is... version of the song. <laughs> there was, Christmas a, there was a point where yeah. she was singing a little vibrato in that track, and yeah. it, like those little Halloween uh, boo little. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the theremin, isn't wow, it? Wow, excellent yeah. impression there, Chris. Wow. I'm a pretty good theremin. <laughs> oh, Anna, can you do Hugh Grant and the uh, Boo Ghost together <laughs> as a theremin? As you know, I'm as a theremin. Boo Ghost, and but when you already know that, and then. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we're going off the rails tonight, guys. Probably Probably some like more a, pizza. Yeah, like Order another pizza. Wind up, monkey. I'll do it. <laughs> Caleb, you got a uh, recommended uh, holiday track for us here. I do have a track for you guys. Um, this is my song is a cover. It's by Harry Nilsson. It was it wasn't real like released until um, not that long ago off of an album called Lost and Found but I think it was recorded in the early 70s, and it's actually a cover of a Yoko Ono track, which is uh, Harry was very close with John Lennon, and they... Uh, so, like, they, go out and get wasted together. Yeah, they drank like crazy, and they fucking loved it. Yeah. And uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, Yoko put out a song, which is pretty good, but I prefer Harry's version. It's called Listen, the Snow is Falling. <laughs> Snowy Caribbean jam. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac vibes in there. I I, I, I hear the influence of Yoko, which I thought I would never (laughs) say. It's like a, it's it's a fucking jam, and you know, uh, with the the Beatles documentary out well, right now. Yeah, watch Get uh-huh. Back, and uh, turns out everything about Yoko was one hundred percent true. <laughs> I, <laughs> like I didn't want to believe it. People have different interpretations. Uh, <laughs> that all that all aside, I think this is a pretty good song, and this is a song that I listen to every December, yeah. and uh, makes me feel good. You gotta put out a um, a holiday playlist for us, Caleb. You got oh, some great, great. Uh, holiday jams. Yeah, maybe that'll be a premium. Yeah, behind, behind the paywall, contest yeah. into the holidays, yeah, you gotta pay. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> our listeners know about the the paywalls that you have to send me fifty bucks in the mail, and then yeah. I send you them via CDs. <laughs> it's better if you just leave it in the mailbox. <laughs> you like a weird PO box pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, do you have a recommended holiday track for us? I do, I do. Um, let's go back all the way to 1973 with a little band called Slade. Uh, this song was once <laughs> voted uh, number three most favorite uh, Christmas song in the UK. Uh, it's Merry Christmas, Everybody. As Caleb mentioned before, there's like a big radio battle and everyone's always voting stuff and... Um, in the UK radio scene about like what's best Christmas stuff. And this topped uh, the charts at number three, but um, it's a great song. I, I listen to it every Christmas as well. I've, I think I heard it for the first time in the office, um, the British version. So let's hear Slade. Oh, 
Slade. Maybe that's my first Slade. I like that quite a bit. They've uh, they've got a couple of jams. Um, it's uh, just two. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're pretty good. Like, like a little bit of glam rock, just kind of uh, yeah. like post T Rex. Uh, late sixties, early seventies. Um, I think that was their sixth and final number one uh, song on the UK charts, uh, or, or final number one song on the UK charts. But um, yeah, man, Slade's good. You can you can check them out. I think I, I always think of uh, British Christmas when I listen to that. It's very uh, very <laughs> Britness. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, uh, fucking grabbing each other's shoulders. <laughs> getting uncomfortably drunk. <laughs> that's, that's something I think England... Okay, we were talking about the Christmas party in this movie. Um, I think, like, people just get drunker and, like, handsier in in the UK at, like, a Christmas party. It's just like, oh, who cares? You know, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. All right, good podcast, everybody. All right, Nikki, do you have a pick for us? Right for my uh, favorite holiday track, uh, this is a song from 1984. This is from, I never know how to say the band name. I usually just say Wham, but it might be Wham! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically. Could not pick this song. This is uh, Wham with Last Christmas. Yeah, that song came out in 1984, the same year as um, the original Pointer Sisters' uh, Jump nice. for My Love. And uh, it was originally released as a double A-side with Everything She Wants, which Ooh. is everything I want for Christmas. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, deep love for Wham and George yeah. Michael. I think maybe there's like a George Michael biopic like on the horizon. I hope so. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, maybe. I, don't know. <laughs> I can dream, can I? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, in my opinion, this is <laughs> sure. probably with uh, Mariah Carey, probably the top two like modern original Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And notable in that nobody's been able to successfully cover it. Yeah. Like for an 80s song, which should sound dated, it's like the only definitive version. And it's great. It's a great music video, too. Um, everyone's at that <laughs> ski chalet. It is a great music <laughs> video. <laughs> Yeah. If you haven't seen that, it's really good. We should watch it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. should have said that at the beginning. It's, yeah, Just yeah. watch that and it's you're ve- good. Very European ski chalet. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, that looks fun. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> right, guys, that is the Love Actually soundtrack. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Boys. Thank you yes. very much. Thank you for coming. Long overdue. Yeah. Long overdue. Yeah. You got anything to plug, bud? <laughs> Uh, no, just myself. Hey. Nice. Just Andrew Clark and Clark. Look him up. And, uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Have a happy holidays, and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, happy birthday, you guys. By the oh. time we see oh, yeah, next time, you'll Christmas be babies. Yeah, a year older. Yeah, thank you, Caleb. And uh, do we have an episode? I think we postponed our um, Goodfellas episode yeah, to, to get in a holiday next. episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. So start off the new year with Goodfellas. Watch some Goodfellas over Christmas. and uh, It's a great family movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.